BBC Three Counties Radio. It's six o'clock, I'm Lee Agnew. The headlines, workers at Bedford Hospital raise concerns about untrained staff. A drone used for smuggling is found at Bedford Prison and a dispute over Christmas lights in Dunstable. BBC Three Counties Radio. The BBC's learned that medical procedures are being carried out in hospitals and care homes by untrained and unqualified staff. NHS workers from ten hospitals, including Bedford, have voiced their concerns. Catherine Boyle reports. NHS staff say healthcare assistants are being left to insert needles, dress wounds and take blood without being properly trained. The Royal College of Nursing says patients are being put in danger and blames a woeful lack of trained nurses. Bedford Hospital says assistants carry out an important role and they support them to carry out those roles and are very proud of the work they do. A remote-controlled drone carrying a package has been found by staff at Bedford Prison. It's believed it was being used to smuggle things into the jail. Shopkeeper Farita Radogan says people saw a drone near the prison. There was two of them and I think one of them was controlling the monitor and the other one was controlling the drone itself and they put it on the ground, uh, took off. It went quite high, quite rapidly. Um, I think it stayed up there for a little bit and then they brought it back down again and at that point... Um, I had to go back into my shop because I had customers come in. A senior Conservative source says its election candidate for Dudley North will be sacked within a matter of days. Afzal Amin denies plotting to persuade the English Defence League to announce a march and then scrap it, allowing him to take the credit for defusing tensions. The Conservative MP for Mid-Bedfordshire, Nadine Doris, says he should resign. I think he should go. But it's very difficult to believe what you read in the newspapers because, as we know, newspapers um, will present a, not all necessarily the whole story or the whole context. But I think from what I've read, what little I've read, it's all pretty damning stuff. A former judge who led the inquiry into the strange ways prison riot of 25 years ago says jails are as bad now as they were then. Lord Wolfe says there needs to be a new review of the penal system. The main political parties want to show the public they're tough on crime because they believe that's what the public want. I think the public want to feel safer. What is needed is somebody to do another review of the prisons and try and take the prison situation out of politics. A family in Dunstable have received an abusive letter because they still have their Christmas lights up. Kevin Franklin recently had a stroke and a heart attack, which means he is unable to take down the decorations. He doesn't know who wrote the hand-delivered note, which accuses them of making the community look a disgrace. In sport, Novak Djokovic has defeated Roger Federer to successfully defend his title in Indian Wells. And the weather this morning will be frosty at first, turning cloudy with a chance of rain by this evening. Top temperatures around 11 degrees Celsius. That's 52. Two degrees Fahrenheit. You can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Thanks, Lee. Great to hear Catherine Boyle's voice in uh, that bulletin. You're going to hear it now. If you're lucky. And we weren't. Morning, team. Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh, look, it's Betsy. Hi. going to keep them on a short leash today just uh, you're right you're right those listeners who've been um, uh, emailing me in your droves I give those girls too much leeway you give us leeway correct did you just say that with your mouth and your brain yes I did have a little think you love the leeway well you're not getting it today 
short leash, choke chain, that also delivers a non-lethal electric shock. Sounds uh, like my weekend. Hang on a minute, are we dogs in this scenario? Um, metaphorically and literally. Wow. Kelly did a funny. Always. Would you like to do it again? What bit? What one? I'm just... Okay. Short leash, choke chain that delivers a non-lethal electric shock. Sounds like my weekend. Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, their microphones are off. really open the computer programme that tells me what's on the show today, shouldn't I? That would be a bonus. Hang on. Just, just warming up. It's a Monday morning warm-up. Oh, blimey, it won't open. Hang, don't panic, don't panic. Hang on. Here it comes, here it comes. Nearly there, nearly there. Let's have a little look on the show today. Aha! Whistleblowers. Anonymous notes. Anonymous. And spiritual safe zones. That sounds like a show. How are we doing with that song? It's coming. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Short leash. Short leash. Short leash. Are you calling Choke chain. Short leash. What? Non-lethal electric shock. Boyle, short leash. Stay. Don't respect your leash. Stay. No. Stay. I'm not staying. Stay. I'm not staying. Play dead. No. By the way, this song lists loads of bands. It's a theme tune to a concert. There is See if you can spot the massive, factually incorrect song lyric. It's about the Rolling Stones. Hey, everybody, see them arriving. The greatest stars you'll ever see. Some are flying and some are driving From Liverpool to Tennessee. Chuck Berry's checking in from St. He's gonna see Maybelline Representative from New York City Miss Leslie Thorne Now she sure looks pretty Here they come From all over the world Here they come From all over the world You know the guitar's proven So keep it moving And come on, come on, come on Forget the Motor City sounds of the day The baby loving Supremes and Marvin Gaye The king of the blues, so James Brown The Beach Boys singing now I get around, you get around
Chinsling. It's like killing a bee with a bazooka. Sorry, I thought I was going to vomit for a second. Those bad-looking guys with the moppy long hair The Rolling Stones from Liverpool have got to be there Carrying the pace, make it Billy J too They're all going to be here to sing for you Here they come Morning, the Rolling Stones from Liverpool? You're kidding me, guys. Now, the BBC has learned that medical... Uh, you need to use that microphone, Sophie, that's why it was there, because the other one don't work. The BBC has learned that medical procedures are being carried out in hospitals and care homes by untrained and unqualified staff. As part of a special investigation, NHS workers from 10 hospitals in the region have contacted the BBC, voicing their concerns. They say staff are being left to insert needles, dress wounds and take blood without being properly trained. Well, our health reporter, Sophie Soleri, has got the details. Sophie, uh, first of all, what is a healthcare assistant. Okay, so Ian, if you're in hospital, you will probably have had your care provided to you by a healthcare assistant, otherwise known as a HCA. Now, a healthcare assistant is part of the nursing staff, but they're not medically trained. Their role is just to make you comfortable, so to feed you, help you dress, go to the toilet, keep an eye on you by taking observations like checking your blood pressure, temperature, and making sure you're drinking enough water, that kind of thing. They make up the bulk of the frontline care in our hospitals. They're growing in number. Their starting salary is around 14,000 a year. And in the most western part of the eastern region, we have around 3,800 healthcare assistants, with over 1,400 of these working in our hospitals in Hearts and Bucks. So the most can be found in the LD, which have nearly 450, followed by Milton Keynes, who have seen quite a sharp increase, actually. Five years ago, they only had 124. Mm-hmm. Now they have over 400 and they're rising. So, what kind of things have you been told by the people who've approached you then? Over the course of my two-month investigation, over 30 healthcare assistants have approached me. They've told me that they're doing jobs that are far beyond their training. Here's some of their comments, voiced by actors. day basis, it's frightening what happens on the ward. I, I've known medication to be given to the wrong people. They're switching on machines that they shouldn't. It's the hundreds of near misses that scares me. HCAs are running the clinics. If something goes wrong, we have to run to get a nurse. I know people are doing procedures they aren't trained to, like assessments and fitting cannulas. There's supposed to be HCAs and a staff nurse on board all the time, but there isn't. We face danger every day, and it's 50-50 if the HCAs are trained up to standard or not. And I am always asked to work above my duty, like lifting patients without lifting training. We had a patient who should have been lifted by six people, being rolled only by me and one other member of staff. And it's my job, but... It's an absolute joke. And it's not unusual that these healthcare assistants want to protect their identity. Of those that I spoke to, none of them wanted to be identified for fear of losing their jobs. And indeed, on a number of occasions, many agreed to speak with me and meet me, but then they just pull out at the last minute. Uh, they told me this was because of inherent culture of bullying from above, which they faced every single day. Uh, surely in the NHS, though, there must be clear guidelines about what these uh, healthcare assistants should and shouldn't be able to do. No, Ian, there isn't. In fact, it's a grey area because their roles are decided from hospital to hospital. 
So aside from making patients comfortable, anything like taking blood, fitting cannulas or using needles needs specialist training. But that's decided by each of their workplaces. And in some cases, they're doing jobs that are far beyond that, that should only really be carried out by a nurse or even a doctor, like assessing or giving medication. And many times it's without supervision. Uh, the health unions, what are they saying about this? They're saying that the evidence that we found, Eunice in particular, has said the evidence we found is just the tip of the iceberg. They say that pressures on the health uh, system means that things like this will happen more and more often in the future. Karen Webb is the Eastern Regional Director at the Royal College of Nursing and she blames the problem on a vast shortage of trained nurses. At the moment we have a piecemeal situation where in some areas there are enough nurses who are able to support healthcare assistance. In other areas there is a woeful lack of qualified nurses. That's placing healthcare assistance in a dangerous situation. It's also putting patients in danger. Now both Unison and the RCN are calling for healthcare assistance to be regulated and properly registered. Uh, what does the government say about this? So they've given us a statement today. They say healthcare assistants should get proper training and be valued for the vital work that they do. The care certificate, which comes into April, will mean providing clear evidence to employers and patients that the HCAs have been trained to a specific set of standards and it's never acceptable for unqualified staff to be asked to undertake any tasks for which they're not trained or supervised. But the overall message from government is clear. The NHS need many more healthcare assistants to keep up with patient demands. This is a point which health, uh, the Health Secretary Jeremy Hunt made to me when I put his, my findings to him recently. Well, no one should do anything without the right training. Um, but I think it's also true to say that a number of healthcare assistants are now getting the training they need to do more complex tasks. And they have a very, very important role inside the NHS, as do nurses, as do doctors. And I think the big picture is we need more of them. Meanwhile, I'd like to hear from you. If you've been a patient in your local hospital recently, or indeed have you worked in one, and you'd like to tell me your experience, please get in touch with your local radio station or head to the Look East Facebook page. Thank you. Sophie, excellent stuff. Thank you very much. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. And come. Come. I'm just letting you. I'm just letting you have a little bit of free play. You've got 55 seconds of free play. So come. Is he talking to you? I'm not really sure. He seems to be looking this way, but he's got those eyes that you're not really sure if he is looking or not. I think he's, I think he's, he's looking at you. Smiling, very creepily. Don't really know. It smells what. funny today, doesn't he? Always. Hair's a bit weird as well. I'm going to cut the free play short. <clears throat> Sit. Who are you talking to? Short leash, Catherine. Short wow. leash. Short leash. Um, he short knows... jerk on the short jerk on the choke chain. And I'm not being rude about you. I'm, I'm actually giving you a short jerk on the choke track chain. Yeah. Do you know that I could take him off air for a Non-lethal electric shock. Yeah. Non-lethal electric shock. Although I'm hovering over um, lethal. Go on then. Do it. I might. Go on. Do it. I think this is working, don't you? No. Huh? Hmm? Mama Kath? So are you talking to me? Do you want me to give you a bone? I'll really? take it. Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
having a look at the speed sensors in Bricketwood on the North Orbital Road. That's beginning to look quite busy around the M25 junction 21A roundabout. And in Bishop Stortford on Dunmow Road, that's been closed in both directions between London Road and Stortford Hall Park because of roadworks, so expect delays there. On the motorways, it's all moving fine through the roadworks on the A1M between the M25 and Swellham Green. And on the M1, though, a bit further afield, there's a lane closed northbound between junction 16 for Daventry and 17 for Coventry because of an accident. On the trains, the mainline station at Denham Golf Club is closed because of engineering works, but there's a replacement bus between Gerrards Cross and Denham Golf Club. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. 6.16, it's Monday the 23rd of March. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh, man, I'm 42 soon. Sorry, that's not one of the headlines. It's just dawned on me. I just did the, the time math. Staff at Bedford Hospital have raised concerns about unqualified staff carrying out medical procedures. A remote-controlled drone carrying a package has been found by staff at Bedford Prison. And a man from Dunstable who's been too ill to take down his Christmas lights has received an abusive letter from a neighbour. 08459, and I'll give the rest of the number out shortly. BBC Three Counties Radio. on BBC Three Counties Radio. Every day it's not just about great music and great conversation. I'll get a bit technical here. It's about local experts helping you across beds, hearts and bucks. So what we're talking about then is capital gains tax potentially on the portion of the property that they directly own. On finance, relationships. But look at the way that you have contributed to this situation. Health. When you have a cough which can seem quite innocuous in this way but just irritating. Asthma is something that we would think of. Your pets. Particularly if your dog is a border collie cross and um, it will be epilepsy and even law you still cannot say judge you have to stick to this but the judge's approach now is going to be well why shouldn't we local advice for local people nick coffer weekdays from 12 on bbc three counties radio Daily. Hey, good morning, boss. How are you today? I'm fine this morning. Did you have a nice weekend, first of all? Let's, let's, let's pretend we're interested. Did you have a nice what? weekend? Uh, huh? Yeah, very nice, thank you. OK, very great. Good. What did you get up to in no more than five words? Um, uh, re- no, rest. Hang rest. on, rest. That, rest. No. Drink. Drink. Play. Yep. Eat. Yep. Towie. OK. Are you enjoying the new... Hmm? Sounds rubbish. Are you enjoying the new management technique I've got uh, on with the, the girls? What's the new technique? Short leash. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's great. It's really good. Choke chain. <laughs> yeah, carry on. Anything else you got? Not really working. Electric shock, non-lethal, but getting stronger. Yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's fun. That's, I'm coming that's in there good. in ten minutes. You are dead meat. Choke chain. No. Yank. <laughs> no. I'm yanking you. Cat could totally off. beat you up. She's I'd not. Love to watch it. S- sit. I already am. Heel. Got those. It's good, isn't it, Josh? You see, it's just they've had a little bit too much leeway. You see, the thing is that the, the BBC these days... And now days, I'm having the leeway. It's got all peace the leeway. these days. You are getting straight in there. You are dealing with this in the way that men it deal is, with things. It is yeah, politi- with all mouth and actually no... No trousers, whatsoever. yeah, that's the way I like to roll. It's hot in here. Um, I, I'm going to, I've just sort of an idea. If, if I was still talking to TV people like ten years ago, I could have, should have pitched a show called The Leeway. Yep. And it'll be this. It's like Super Nanny... And um, dog borstal, but for people, <laughs> for grown-ups. It tells you how to deal with uh, insubordination. Borstal. Sorry. Nothing. Sorry. Nothing. 
it would be uh, for um, uh, management of uh, grown-ups who've got uh, just got an attitude, like dogs or kids, but yeah. grown-ups. Yeah, that's a good pitch. Thank. Sorry. <laughs> It's called the leeway. <laughs> I don't mind if it's on BBC Four. I mean, no one watches, but I think they still pay quite good. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm going to have my own rival television programme called Boyle's Law. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's mm. like Judge Judy, but less um... erotic. No, Judge Judy's a bit soft, I think, compared to me. Wow. Go on then. Okay. So. Do uh... I look like an idiot? Yes. <laughs> so I'm going to loosen your chain a bit. No. I'm going to have a television show called Bets is Bets. What happens in that? Um, I look at all the best bets that people have bet on. Dee what's your TV show going to be? all the money that they've they? got. It's just called Taking It to the Streets, where I meet the people. No, you've not got the idea. You've got to put your name in it. Uh, my name in it. Uh, J-Dog Streets. <laughs> it doesn't work. Does it? Your it's actual got, name. It's got to sound like something else. Uh, it's got to have your surname in it. Uh, Deal or no dealy? Where it's you and a load of impersonators. Dealer's wheel. <laughs> Dealy's wheels. And uh, you go around looking at wheels from history. Yeah. The history of the wheel. The real dealy. The real dealy, yeah. Dealy feely. Yeah. Bit I'll... naughty for the, for the dads. The late night version, dealy feely. Yeah. <laughs> that, that can go on ITV4, bit blue. <laughs> men and Motors, Granada Men and Motors. Yeah. Is proud to present uh, feely dealy. Yeah. <laughs> Where you just, you just um, touch up women in bikinis. On the street. Or on the beach. The street is not part of this programme. No? No. But the streets are fun. Dealey's Wheelies, where you you, uh, you get uh, bikes from the 70s and 80s and you pop wheelies on them. No, Choppers, grifters, popular. BMXs. Yeah. yeah, jumping on your trick nuts. I like Dealey's Wheelies, but he goes up to someone and touches them with a the body part and they have to guess what he's touching them with. Dealey's Tea Leaves, in which he predicts the future of uh, uh, minor celebrities by reading their tea leaves. That is great. <laughs> Thing is, Dealey's Peelies, in which he peels back things. <laughs> Primarily bananas. Oranges. I can't think of any other things you might peel back. Dealey's Neelies. He just walks around on his knees all day. <laughs> we'll speak to you after this, Just. Okay. You sound miffed, Just. What's your beef? No beef. I just like to have my own ideas, you know? Well, unfortunately, you, you're, you don't have a televisual mind, mate. I've, I've worked in okay, TV. All right, mate. I'll get the picture. Yeah? Yeah. Thank you. Spend the night together, yeah? What? Chuck. 
family in Dunstable have received a letter calling them... The word we're officially allowed to use now, so boy, oh boy, the BBC is milking it, Pikeys, because they still have their Christmas lights up. Well, Kevin Franklin recently had a stroke and a heart attack, which means he's unable to take down the decorations. He doesn't know who wrote the hand-delivered note, which accused them of making the community look a disgrace. Well, Justin, you've been out to meet Kevin and his daughter, Gina. I have. Uh, you've seen the lights. Yep. Are they disgraceful? Um, they're not disgraceful. They just look a bit weird now. I was there on Friday, bright yep. sunshine. Uh, this is Manor Park in Dunstable, and you've got these Christmas lights all over the house. Not a disgrace, but but just slightly odd, as you might appreciate. Not many p- people don't like Christmas lights up. I don't don't like them up at Christmas, but, yeah. but um, uh, 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 you know we're, we're in March now. We're approaching yeah. April. It's it's not it's not appropriate, is it? It does look a bit strange. Yep. Um, I have been talking to the family. You'll hear from Michelle in a second, Kevin's wife. But up first, I spoke to Gina, and she told me why the lights are still up. Um. Well. My dad had uh, several strokes and also just literally just recently he had a heart attack. Um, it was very minor, so obviously he's still able to potter around and things like that, but to, for him to be able to go up on a ladder and to risk, risk that just for some lights, it really isn't worth it. But he wants to keep them up so that my little girl and, and their autistic son can, can still see them at Christmas when it comes round. So he's got more important things in his mind, that's why they're still there. Yeah. It's not a case of just being lazy, nothing like that at all? No, not at all. It's just the fact that he's thinking about his health and he's thinking about his grandchild and his and his son and how much they love him at Christmas. And if they don't see him up this year, they, they might be very disappointed and he, he doesn't want to see it out on their faces. He wants to see happiness. So they're going to be staying there all year round then? Yeah. By the sounds of it, because he's too unwell to take them down and then put them back up again at Christmas time. Yeah, he just doesn't think it's worth the the risk of of his health, and he doesn't want to end up in a hospital again, and to not be able to see his, his uh, granddaughter. And it's just basically, it's nice to just leave him up and to not risk his health, and they they still get to see him at Christmas when he does turn them on. And do you have any idea who might be writing letters like this to your mum and dad? I don't know. I'm, I am assuming it is someone around the street because obviously it is a one-way circuit, so they have to they have to literally just drive round. So they must live quite nearby to to have to look at them every day. My my opinion is if if they're not if they're too busy looking at these and they're not paying attention to the road and they're causing risk to their children in the back of the car, aren't they really? Well, uh, yeah. another reason to take <laughs> the, the 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 lights down then if they're at the risk. What what's interesting Justin is mm. I've, I've kind of deliberately normally I have a good thorough read of the stories yeah. and um, so I'm I, I know what I'm talking about. Today I've deliberately not about this because I wanted to kind of come at it as as a listener would. Yeah. And what I'm hearing, well, he just wants to leave the lights up, doesn't he, for, for the whole year? Yep, you're going to be talking to him later on. Some of the neighbours, by the way, you'll hear from some of the neighbours later. Uh, they seem to think that that he is well enough to take them down. Why? I was wondering uh, um, uh, why uh, the young lady we just heard from there, Jean, his daughter... Why couldn't she take them down? Because her dad does that thing. Now, psychology-wise, oh. psychology-wise, I've got a clip coming up here of, of Kevin's wife, and this is really, really interesting. I think you are going to pick up on something which is set here. Um, I asked her again, are the lights staying up? Take a listen. They are staying up. I'm not going to take them down, and nor is my husband, and nobody else ain't going to take them down. In fact... We're uh, going to put some more up. <laughs> so is that what you're going to do? Yep, we're going to put more up. Not just to annoy the person who sent this letter. 
Exactly, exactly, to, uh, to annoy the person that sent the letter. OK, what would you say to that person if they're listening <laughs> to this right now? And you know there's every chance they could be listening to this right now. We don't know who they are, OK? We think it's somebody down this road. Well, you certainly do. Mm. But you can't quite work out who. If that person is listening, what's your message to them who thinks they've got the right to send you a letter calling you a pikey? <laughs> well... I think, uh, to me, I feel it's a lot of jealousy. For them to say that it's uh, making their children scream as it goes past, I don't know what they're teaching their children about Christmas. There's, there's other things uh, going on in uh, this world and they need to concentrate on the real bad stuff, not silly lights that's, you know, they're not hurting anyone. But they should have... Um, they should come and face us, really, you know, and tell us their opinion face-to-face, -face, not do it in a letter. And then I can tell her what I think. <laughs> OK, so let's mm, just recap mm. the story. Yep. The gentleman is... Uh, do we know when he had this stroke and this heart attack? Uh, the heart attack was recent. It was uh, just a few weeks ago, so okay. this year. So, so they're saying to us... They're saying originally that uh, the father, Kevin, is too unwell. Again, he'll be live on your show later. Too unwell to take the lights down. But However, talking to the wife there, yes. they're going to put more lights up. Who's going to work that one out? Who's going to put those lights up? Mm, the family. I mean... Mm, yes, you see, there is a twist here. Yeah. There is a twist. And that was the first thing uh, Lee Agnew, who was reading the news this morning, heard that earlier, and that was the first thing that he picked up on. Hang on. They're too unwell to take them down, so they're uh. going to leave them up. However, they're now going to uh. put more up to annoy the person he's, who sent this letter. He's a top journalist. That's why he got that straight away. Yeah, straight in. Daily, we'll speak to you just before seven. Take care, boss. Thank you, mate. Um, it's interesting, that one, isn't it? It's interesting. I knew this one would be interesting. That's why I didn't read uh, the notes on it last night. I saw the headline and thought, right, I'll... Good I'm... for you, not reading your research. Uh, no, no, I'm <laughs> going to come to... No, I do. I'm going to come to this as a listener would. I want to hear it as it unfolds, and I'm glad, because it's fascinating. Who's... He had the heart attack recently, in the last few weeks. So let, let's be generous and say at the end of February, right? Well, that means they still had two months to take those lights down. There was never any intention... To take those lights now up. Now he's leaving it up for the kiddies. And now he's going to put more lights up. We'll speak to Kevin. I'd love to get your thoughts on this. 08459 455555. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's busy on the A1 Barnet Bypass, southbound between Boreham Woods and the Serling Corner. And having a look on the speed sensors, it's already looking like there are queues on the A406 North Circular Road between the East End Road and the A1 Great North Way at Henley's Corner. On the motorways, the A1M's moving fine through the roadworks between Junction 1 for the M25 and 2 for Wellham Green. And looking at the rest of the M25, there's no reports of any delays showing up there at the moment or any slow parts on the speed sensors. On the train departure boards, everything at the moment looks like it's running to time. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Six, I'm Lee Acknew. The headlines, the BBC has learned that medical procedures are being carried out in hospitals and care homes by untrained and unqualified staff. NHS workers from ten hospitals, including Bedford, have voiced their concerns about the role of healthcare assistants. 
A remote-controlled drone carrying a package has been found by staff at Bedford Prison. It's believed it was being used to smuggle things into the jail. And a family in Dunstable have received an abusive letter because they still have their Christmas lights up. Kevin Franklin recently had a stroke and a heart attack, which means he's unable to take down the decorations. The weather this morning will be frosty at first, turning cloudy with the chance of rain by this evening. Top temperatures around 11 degrees Celsius. That's 52 degrees Fahrenheit. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Stevenage manager Graham Wesley says an incident involving his skipper Ronnie Henry and Dagenham's Joss Labadie on Saturday is now a police matter. Labadie's been accused of biting Henry during the Daggers' win over the Borough in League Two. You don't go on a football pitch expecting to lose your finger, and uh, Ronnie was horrified by what had gone on. It's a you know it's a football match, and you know he's he's nearly lost his finger. You know that's. I think what led to the scene at the end when there was some, you know, clearly some nastiness going on. Watford lost top spot in the championship as they were beaten 1-0 by Ipswich. Hornets fans will be waiting for news on defender Joel Ekstrand who was stretched off with a leg injury in the first half. MK Dons are now four points from automatic promotion position in League One after their win against Notts County. Chelsea have gone six points clear at the top of the Premiership table after a 3-2 win at Hull City. But the Chelsea manager, Jose Mourinho, believes there's still plenty to play for. Mathematically, everything is is wide open. So, But the good thing for us is that we have just to think about us. I believe that uh, their opponents were watching this game, were worried with the result of this game. We are not when they play. When they play, they play and we don't carry the result because we, we just focus on ourselves. And in tennis, Novak Djokovic has defeated Roger Federer in the final at Indian Wells to take his 50th career title. A second match point for Djokovic on the Federer serve. Down the centre he goes. Good return from Djokovic. Big forehand is Hook wide by Federer and Novak Djokovic, arms aloft, has retained his Indian Wells title. And that's BBC Three Counties News and Sport with more at 7 o'clock. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. And sit. What? You have handed me a piece of paper. Yes. It's written in capitals, which yes. would imply the person who wrote it is shouting. Livid. It's a text. Yeah. It's from Anne. It's a vexed text. You, you read it because you 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 you. Uh... You are dis. All right, ready. Yeah, I'm ready. Ian, you're disgusting treating women like dogs. This is so sexist. I don't know how the BBC let you get away with it. I'm turning you off from Anne in Luton. Well, Anne is still listening. Morning, Anne. Uh, and Anne, just sit, sit. Calm down. Let me give you a stroke behind the ears. It'll stroke behind the ears. It's not. It's a, it's a, actually okay. It, it's actually a, a, a management technique uh, from a California in America, where they know how to do stuff. I'm not treating the girls literally like dogs. I'm not yes, giving them nibbles. Uh, I'm not giving them scraps off the the table. I'm just instilling uh, the respect and discipline that is 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 lacking, and um, I'm just making sure that they, they they see me as the alpha, and they are the beta. And Speak. No, not that one. Let's try this one. And speak. Oof. See, she's getting it. Were you being rude then? Hmm? She's getting it, Catherine. I don't know why you're so resistant. You need to go and sniff her bottom. Again. He's right about that, though, Kath. Don't do it now, but you need to give Kelly's bottom a good sniffing. If the boss is listening, 
and whenever you want. Back to news whenever you want. You ain't nothing but a Just um, you know how you can you, you you can sometimes prompt people to say things yeah. without telling them what to say. I've just sent a picture to my uh, to a friend of mine, and I'm sure he will text back immediately with the exact phrase I'm thinking in my head. He's got kind of catchphrases, hasn't he? He's lad? got catchphrases, that lad. Um, now uh, the papers. There's lots of little bits and pieces. Nothing yeah. kind of major, major. Yeah. Pocket money. Your girls, what are they, six and three, nearly four? Six and three, Six yeah. and three. Those don't get pocket money. Well, um, no, I tantalised them with the idea, oh. but unfortunately they didn't have the wherewithal to uh, obtain it. Really? Yeah, I said if they made their beds every morning and, and behaved, then on a Friday they would get some pocket money. How much were you thinking of giving them, Northern Nam? About 250 Yeah. Well, listen, they didn't even manage a week. They <laughs> forgot about it, so I've saved my money. The average weekly pocket money for kids, the average, mm-hmm. is £14. What for? Fourteen pounds. Now listen, you can't buy a Mars bar for fifty p, and a, a comic comics are like four pounds fifty or something. Crazy. They've got comics. Why do you put toys on and free gifts? Or hey, the gifts aren't free. We're paying for them every single yeah, week. But do you know the one that doesn't and yeah. has got something to read in it? The Beano still. Wow, you've gone all serious. Then, yeah, no, that's the only one we buy. They, all, all the others, they've all got free gifts. Well, no, no, no. A free gift you got like once every three months or something. Coming next week, uh, a paper snapper. Yeah, and they'd be rubbish like that. They'd be a paper snapper or a Highland toffee bar. Yeah. Or, oh, popping candy. But now, every week, it's utter, you get utter rubbish. The average weekly pocket money for kids is £14. Half of them don't save any money. Well, they're kids. I just spent it all on pencils. 
Research among thousands of youngsters from 8 to 18 found that one in eight blew it. Well, children in the northeast spent the most and saved the least. Um, it, uh, for uh, the, the youngsters, found, uh, kids in London received the most pocket money at more than seventeen pounds a week. The smaller weekly amount was just under eleven quid in the East Midlands. Eleven quid. What's with the odd numbers, by the way? Surely you slip them a tenner or a fiver, don't well, you? No, you don't slip them. You don't. No, you slip them two pound fifty. Fifty, I think, is adequate. Two. What, what are they going to do? Are they going to go and buy a car or something? 11 quid, I think, is outrageous. All right, my boys are oh, flipping at five and three. They don't get pocket money. Sometimes, if they, do a, if they do a job and they've got their eye on something, we might give them a few pennies to put in their piggy bank, like a quid or something. Um, but they don't get pocket money. I, 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 it's a lazy phone-in, but do you know what? I'm not averse to lazy phone-ins every now and then. How much pocket money do your kids get? Because eleven pounds seems like a lot to me. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Uh, you know that panther that doesn't exist in Bedfordshire. The panther that's on the prowl. Yeah, of course I do. Yeah. Yeah. It might be a boar. Well, some people might think so, but I'm finding it thoroughly interesting. <laughs> let's, hear, let's just hear Kelly's sycophantic laugh. <laughs> Thank you. Savage wild boar are hunting and eating newborn lambs in packs, experts said. Where's packs? Is that in I Australia? I think they go to Waitrose and get like a pack. Five lambs were ripped apart, raising fears. Boar now have a taste for fresh meat. Hang on a minute. 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 Do that again. What, the whole thing? Yep, 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 yep. Five lambs were ripped apart, raising fears. Boars now have a taste for fresh meat. Vet Claire Harvey watched six of the swine devour a lamb in the Forest of Dean. Why did she not step in? Ah, oh, they're wild boar. The area is home to 800 boar, which usually feed on vegetation and carrion. She said, it was brutal. There are serious implications for animal health. Yes, having your head ripped off will be a serious implication. Boar became extinct in England 300 years ago, but have been reintroduced. I hope you're happy. They should reintroduce to make life... Because life is, is mundane and boring. Mm -hmm. OK, we, we all get our thrills and our kicks from, I don't know, legal highs and grand theft auto these days. Uh, they should reintroduce more wild animals mm -hmm. into the, the country. When are they going to reintroduce the lynx? Or the, the lynx, lynx mm -hmm. um, the mink, I think, is, is in the countryside. It escaped. We've already got minks. We're going to get lynx. Um, let's get a sphinx. And see it get up to hijinks. Now... That stinks. Um, we could also... Let's see if Kelly's got one. Kelly? Quickly, before before we blinks. Thank you. Now, let's see if she's got one now. I've... Um, what were you saying? OK. Wait, wait for her to think. <laughs> uh, now... Anyway, uh, you know Wild Boar? Wild Boar! <laughs> Wild boar! My mate Helen reckoned one crashed through her patio doors and went on a rampage through the house, and bled she... everywhere and then left. Hey, well, do you know, um, of course, um, a wild boar um, um, uh, burst into the uh, luxury mansion of um, Simon Le Bon. And do you know what he said to Yasmin? Wild boar! Anyway, you were saying about lynx and minks and that. We should just uh, release more wild animals into the wild. Tigers? L tigers, lions, giraffes. Imagine some giraffes. I've been laughs. I love a giraffe. It'd be great one. Imagine there's a giraffe in the woods. But there were so many giraffes 
We just didn't care. Oh, it's a giraffe. Yeah, so what? And they became tame, like foxes and a deer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they go would through come, the bins. They would go through the bin. Oi! <laughs> oh, there's a bloody giraffe in the... Oi! It did, I ran right up to it, clapping, and it just stayed there looking at me. That would be awesome, wouldn't they've it? Gone, they've gone feral. No. When giraffes attack, they do attack as well. Have yeah, you seen? yeah, but you can see their neck bending down, so you've yeah, got time to run away. But you've got to run a distance because they can reach. That's it's like a swing ball. <laughs> uh, speaking of uh, swing balls, they're, no, they're uh, killer mosquitoes. Yeah. Killer mosquitoes, guys, are coming to this uh, country. When are they coming? Let me find the page and I'll tell them? you. Oh, 2030. Oh, in that case, it's fine. Mosquitoes could start. Oh, it's only malarian be- uh, mosquitoes. Not actual, they're going to eat your face off or anything. Mosquitoes could start spreading malaria across, across Britain in as little as 15 years' time. The thing is, I'm the one in my family that the mosquitoes go for. Me and my eldest. So now that he's come along, he takes some of the sting out of it for me. But I, the, the, they don't like the other two. They don't, they don't like me at all. I mean, in, you know, it's good. I'm glad they don't like me. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Hey, time for one more story. Go. Something else they could re-release. Yep. Eight thousand years after it roamed the ice, oh. the woolly mammoth may walk again. Oh, this is this is messed up. This is science gone wrong. Scientists at Harvard University at Harvard University. Well, make sure you get that right, otherwise you're going to have to pay out seven hundred pounds. Harvard University claims to have reproduced fourteen of the animal's genes in the DNA of an elephant. The no. first step in the process, they hope, will eventually lead to the birth of a live mammoth. This is it, no. The procedure is the latest development in an international race between geneticists bet they're tired in the US, South Korea and Japan to bring the woolly mammoth back to life. No, 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 no. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25 anti-clockwise, there are queues building up between Junction 21A for St Albans and 19 for Watford. And in Boreham Wood, the A1 Barnet Bypass is looking slow southbound between the Holiday Inn turnoff and the Stirling Corner. In High Wycombe, on the A40 Oxford Road, looking at speed sensors, it's moving fine at the moment, but the roadworks there in both directions at Oxford Street could cause delays later on this morning. And in Luton, on the A505 Dunstable Road, there's water mains work going on at Shaftesbury Road. Just off Dunstable Road, so there's some temporary traffic lights, which also could cause some delays. On the train departure boards, there are no major delays at the moment. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Yes! 6.46, Monday the 23rd of March. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Staff at Bedford Hospital have raised concerns about unqualified assistants carrying out medical procedures. A remote-controlled drone carrying a package has been found by officers at Bedford Prison. And a man from Dunstable who's been too ill to take down his Christmas lights has received an abusive letter from his neighbour. We're going to speak to him later on. It's, it's not quite as simple as that line would portray. He's going to put up more Christmas lights. You want to contribute? I was just going to say, there's an element of defiance has crept in, and it turns out he was going to keep them up anyway Mm. for the kids. We'll speak to him in a bit. Let's get the weather. Sarah. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Yes, thanks very much indeed. Actually, not too bad a day in prospect, I think, for the day today. We uh, certainly have some sunshine around through the middle part of the day or this morning. Uh, but actually what happens is we've got a pretty chilly, frosty start this morning. And uh, although we will see some sunshine at first, we've got uh, some cloud to move towards us later. That cloud is actually courtesy of a weak weather front. So it will introduce some light and patchy rain as we go through uh, this evening. But in the meantime, some sunshine and a top temperature at the best of it, 10 Celsius, 50 in Fahrenheit. Light and patchy rain through this evening, as I say. Clear by tomorrow morning. Behind it, though, the air is a bit colder. So tomorrow, a high of 7 Celsius, typically, and uh, a bit more cloud around. The chance of a shower in the afternoon, but mostly we're dry. And then into Wednesday, uh, lots of dry and bright weather. But we will continue with the threat of overnight frost, certainly tomorrow night into Wednesday with that colder air. And a high, despite lots of sunshine on Wednesday, of 7 or 8 Celsius. And then we've got to some slightly milder air with us on Thursday and Friday, but the payoff is that we'll be wet and windy on Thursday. As the general election gets closer, we want to know what you really think. Sometimes it gets a bit boring, I think. But we kind of feel like nothing changes. The Parliament really needs a good shake-up. We're holding a number of debates across beds, hearts and bucks, focusing on the biggest issues. The national health, I think that's a big concern at the moment. Immigration, probably. I think education, more than anything. If you'd like to take part and have your say, you can register your interest right now. Email 3cr at bbc.co.uk or call 08459 455 555. I always do the vote because I think it's uh, my right to vote. Election 2015 on BBC Three Counties Radio. Here's a weird one. <clears throat> Heaven forfend anything like this should happen to uh, anyone we know or love. Lee Rigby, of course, we all know he was brutally murdered in the street. Well, this is an odd tribute to him. Haulage giant Eddie Stobart has named a lorry after murdered soldier Lee Rigby. Um, um, it's the only one in the firm's 45 years not to be called after a woman. I didn't know they had names. Why, do, I didn't know you could yeah, name... Yeah, you can be an Eddie Spotter, can't you? And you can write down the you names. You can be a what, sorry? Eddie Spotter. You used to be able to. They used to have to uh, wear their ties by law. And if they weren't... Well, by law, by Eddie Stobart law. And if they weren't wearing a tie, you could phone them up and grasp them up. Yeah. We used to do that, me and my mates. It's clever, though, isn't it? Because I don't give a monkeys about trucks, but I always feel a little uh, thrill when I see an Eddie Stobart truck. I've never noticed the names. I quite like a Norbert Dentress Angle as well. Oh, I'd say, I'd say Norbert Dentress Angle. Oh. Um, or Clancy Dockra. No, don't, I don't care about them. The 15-tonne Lee James Rigby was unveiled by Lee's trucker dad, Phil McClure. Ah, right, OK. Who's worked for Stobart for seven years. Oh, OK. Very complicated um, family layout, this gentleman had, wasn't it? It's revealed that the Fusilier Lee, 25, had hoped to become a driver there too. Uh, Phil said, to have my boy's name on a truck is something really special and a, such a fitting memorial. Um, OK. Um, I, uh, I mean, yeah, sure, okay. It, it just seems it just seems odd to yeah. me, and I don't. Well, I, yeah, I do but know why. It's a, dad... it's a bloke's name on a truck. Yeah. Yeah, but the fact is, Dad used to work for Stobart, and and he was obviously a truck kid then. But it's I mean, quite nice. It's. Um... I I, I, listen, if I go, I won't be bothered if you don't call a truck after me. You'd like a chip van named after you. Chip van would be lovely. Wouldn't that be great? 
Yeah, not kebab though. I'm not. I don't really bother. Do you know what? I nearly bought a kebab. I've not had a kebab for 26 years. There's a reason. You stopped drinking, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's the reason. I was pe- and I was a vegetarian for a long time, and I was peckish in Birmingham the other day, and I walked past a, a, a Donna kebab shop, and I thought, Ooh, do you know what? A kebab in pitta with chili chili sauce, my friend. Yeah, of course, brother. And I didn't. But do you know what? I think I might do it next Friday. I told you about that Spanish boyfriend I had that came over. The romance was gone as soon as he was. he the one who had to shave his whole face? He was so No, that was a different fella. Okay. It was the Frenchman. Yeah, but he didn't shave then. He was 14. So well, when I looked him up on Facebook, it turns out he got a lot hairier. He's the wolf man. Anyway. Yes. He was quite cute back then. Um, the wolf boy. Anyway, no, this was a different fella. And he came over and he was like a fish out of water and I looked at him in a different way than I had done in Spain. Anyway, uh, part of the reason why was he used to sit on the toilet and smoke fags. Yeah. And another thing well, he's was... He's just saving time, he's relaxing. He used to buy two kebabs every evening. He'd have one for his tea and he'd keep one in the fridge for his breakfast. Oh. That's why I don't really like Donny kebabs. This is, this is, I, I very nearly split up with my wife very early on in the relationship. We'd had a curry... And the next morning I went to have the leftovers for breakfast and it, it was, I couldn't find it. Was, where have you put the, the <gasps> curry? Oh, I chucked it. No! What? Chucked it. And then she would do that with uh, Domino's. And, Not pizza. No, uh, oh, pizza you keep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, she, she did, did, it pizza all of it. did it with all of Why it. Why would she do that? Makes me want to puke. The NHS has spent nearly £350,000. What on? Life-saving emergency treatments? I hope so. No, removing tattoos after people change their minds about Excuse their body me. art. Can yes. we get Delia in a second, please, uh, Bells? More than 2,000 people have been given free laser treatment courtesy of the taxpayer in the past four years, described by MPs as a sheer waste of scarce NHS funds. Aye. Tattoo removal is not routinely provided by the NHS, but guidance states it can be carried out to protect a person's health what? or if the doctor believes it's causing them significant distress of serious mental health problems. Excuse me? Yes. What, so, um, well, uh, I can see how, um, if you've got, like, a spider web tattooed on your face, or Jeremy Clarkson's face tattooed on your face, that yeah. could cause you mental distress, but you were obviously mentally distressed in the first place to get Clarkson's face tattooed on your face. Yep, or if, I think what we're talking about here is people having their boyfriend's name tattooed. Oh, jog on, on love. Or, Boss. um, maybe that, that guy who got, um, uh, Dumbledore on his back and then realised Dumbledore was gay. Oy. I mean, I think we're talking about that kind of vibe. Just Saturday afternoon, yeah. there I was, OK? I went to get myself a nice quarter chicken. OK, right? beautiful. Now, I pulled Healthy. up outside the shop. Next yeah. door, there is a, a tattoo parlour there. Yeah. No curtains at the window. There was this girl pretty much naked laying I, down I having think, a tattoo on her I back. don't think tattoo parlours do have curtains, do they? That's a really you weird thing to say. just see straight through. Mind you, yeah, it was a window. Yeah, but there it's was, a shop window. There was a lady laying down pretty much naked having a tattoo on her back and she was absolutely loving it. And oh. I thought, why? Why? Yeah. Why are you doing this to yourself? Well, the fact that... Um, uh, the, the NHS is uh, paying to have tattoos removed. I, uh, I mean... The, uh, no, no, it's ridiculous. It's crazy, your choice. It? It's your choice. Nobody's forced you. You've got to live with it. You've got to deal with it. What do they do to get rid of the tattoo? Do they um, just, like, tattoo over it, but in skin colour? Yeah, but you can, you can still see it. You can, I've seen somebody yeah. who's had this done, and you... If it you looks look like you've been ru- it's been rubbed out with a dirty rubber. Yeah, if you get a stamp...
stamp on you. Somebody may give you a stamp. Let's just say you go to um, some sort of bar or something. You go out for a cigarette. Yeah. That they put a stamp on your hand. The next day, even after a shower, you can still see it. It's a bit like that. Just, we've got two possibles. We've got tattoo. Yep. You could do both if you wanted. Tattoos and pocket money. Turns out the average pocket money is £14. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. For one four quid a week. That's insane. Kids these days, they're rich. Outrageous. Which do you fancy, Just? Uh, what do you fancy? I'll tell you what, let's go with what you fancy. Dunstable Fury to come later, but oh. uh, what, what do you fancy out of those two? Kath, your choice. Tats. There we go. Yep, OK. Sp- speak to you in a bit. Take care. Ta-ta. Cheers. Early in the morning she hitched a ride down the Louisville Holding on to a hundred dollar bill Dressed herself like a Cajun queen in New Orleans, baby Yeah, she looked good like a lady Do it to me, James
Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There are queues on the M25 anti-clockwise from Junction 19 for Watford towards St Albans. And in Borenwood on the A1 Barnet Bypass, there are delays between the Holiday Inn Turnoff and the Stirling Corner. In Bishop Stortford, Dunmow Road is closed in both directions between London Road and Stortford Hall Park. That's for water mains work, so expect delays there this morning. And in High Wycombe, looking at the speed sensors and there are no delays at the moment around there, but there are roadworks on the A40 at the junction for Oxford Street in both directions, so that could also cause some delays later on this morning. On the train departure boards, there are no major delays at the moment showing up. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Samantha. The song we just played, Catherine, was John Phillips, Mississippi. How many S's in that? Three. Okay. The song we just played was Mississippi. How many S's in that? Oh, in that. And on. I got both the ladies that I'm working with with the classic old school mental tease. I got you, Kells, but you got it quicker than Catherine. And speak. Thank you very much indeed. You see, she's getting it, Catherine. I'm glad someone is. So how much money do you pay your pocket, uh, uh, your kids in pocket money? 14 quid a week is the average. And um, a significant number of people are getting their tattoos removed on the NHS. Are you sure? Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Seven o'clock, I'm Lee Agnew. The headlines, workers at Bedford Hospital raise concerns about untrained staff. A drone used for smuggling is found at Bedford Prison and a dispute over Christmas lights in Dunstable. BBC Three Counties Radio. The BBC has learned that medical procedures are being carried out in hospitals and care homes by untrained and unqualified staff. NHS workers from ten hospitals, including Bedford, voice their concerns about healthcare assistants being allowed to insert needles, dress wounds and take blood. Karen Webb from the Royal College of Nursing says the lack of nurses is putting assistants in a dangerous position. At the moment we have a piecemeal situation where in some areas there are enough nurses who are able to support healthcare assistants. In other areas there is a woeful lack of qualified nurses. That's placing healthcare assistants in a dangerous situation. It's also putting patients in danger. A remote-controlled drone carrying a package has been found by officers at Bedford Prison. It's believed it was being used to smuggle things into the jail. Shopkeeper Farrator Dogan saw people with a drone near the prison. There was two of them and I think one of them was controlling the monitor and the other one was controlling the drone itself and they put it on the ground, uh, took off. It went quite high, quite rapidly. Um, I think it stayed up there for a little bit and then they brought it back down again and at that point... um, I had to go back into my shop because I had customers come in. The parents of five-year-old Aisha King, who took him abroad for specialist brain tumour treatment, say he's now cancer-free. Brett and Nagme King told The Sun newspaper their decision to defy doctors in Southampton had saved his life. A senior Conservative source says its election candidate for Dudley North will be sacked within a matter of days. Afzal Amin denies plotting to persuade the English Defence League to announce a march and then scrap it, allowing him to take the credit for defusing tensions. The Conservative MP for Mid-Bedfordshire, Nadine Doris, says he should resign. I think he should go. But it's very difficult to believe what you read in the newspapers because, as we know, newspapers um, will present a, not all necessarily the whole story or the whole context. But I think from what I've read, what little I've read, it's all pretty damning stuff. 
family in Dunstable has received an abusive letter because they still have their Christmas lights up. Kevin Franklin recently had a stroke and heart attack, which means he's unable to take down the decorations. His wife, Michelle, says they can't see what the problem is. There's other things going on in uh, this world and they need to concentrate on the real bad stuff, not silly lights that's, you know, they're not hurting anyone. They should come and face us, really, you know, and tell us their opinion face-to-face, not do it in a letter, and then I can tell her what I think. In sport, Novak Djokovic has defeated Roger Federer to successfully defend his title in Indian Wells. And the weather this morning will be frosty at first, turning cloudy with the chance of rain by this evening. Top temperatures around 11 degrees Celsius, that's 52 degrees Fahrenheit. You can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Hi, I'm Ian Parshall. Thank you, Lee. Morning, Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Tick your diaries now. That should do it. We've reminded them, you see. Hospital staff doing stuff they're not meant. Christmas lights up at the end of March. How much pocket money do you give your kids? And tattoos being removed on the NHS. No, 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 no. Yes, 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 yes. 08459 455555. Across beds. Now, let's see if she's ready. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Every time... Every day at this time, I ask Catherine for the Texas. Catherine has been producing since November 2013. Not once has she had the Tex machine open. Catherine, do you have any Texas? Yeah. Oh! Hey, patronising clapping, thanks. Help! Sue Milton Keynes, a few years ago on the M1... Morning, Sue. ..I was following a truck with the words, Die Bart, on the back. Oh. It was only when I got close I realised it was an Eddie Stobart truck with a replacement door without the lettering on the left. Help! Thanks. Maffin Hanslope. If there is just one house in Dunstable, they want to think themselves lucky. Hanslope still has them hanging along the high street, says Maffin Hanslope. He should know. Morning, says Kate in Milton Keynes. Morning, Kate. Tattoos are a personal thing. I got mine done when on my 40th birthday. Oh, dear. And I love it. If you can afford the tattoo, then you can afford to get it off. Anything else? That'll do. Thanks very much indeed. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number, should you wish to give us a call. Now, the uh, BBC has learnt that medical procedures are being carried out in hospitals and care homes by untrained and unqualified staff. As part of a special investigation, NHS workers from ten hospitals in the region, including Bedford, have contacted the BBC, voicing their concerns. They say that staff are being left to insert needles, dress wounds and take blood without being properly trained. Well, this nurse, who wishes to remain anonymous, works at Bedford Hospital. I have seen some very poor practice. Healthcare assistants being given responsibilities that are way beyond them. They are doing procedures to a very poor standard and a blind eye is being turned by managers all the time. I know they are unsafe because I am a trained nurse. There are dangerous things going on in the wards and they are not being reported upwards. They are doing dressing changes but they shouldn't be because this means they have to assess if the injuries are healing or deteriorating. This is above their training and job description as it's classed as an assessment. 
only trained professionals should be assessing. They are also stopping drip pumps and medication is being given. Again, you need to know what you are doing when you do this and it's not an HCA's duty. Uh, that was, of course, uh, the voice of an actress reading the words, as everybody that uh, the BBC has spoken to wishes to rena- uh, remain anonymous. Tracy Lambert is East of England, a rep for Unison. Morning, Tracy. Good morning. Uh, 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 do you hear many cases like the one we've just heard? Oh, absolutely. I'm not surprised at all by the outcomes of the BBC report. We have significant numbers of healthcare assistants in Unison membership and they come to us with issues such as the one described by the the nurse on your report. Uh, How many of these stories are you hearing? They're quite frequent and I think the the issue that, that Unison has and we've raised this directly with the government and with the the trust themselves is that it's increased over the last four to five years as we have seen the numbers of registered general nurses reducing across the region our healthcare assistant members have had to pick up the slack from the lack of registered nurses working on the wards and what kind of things are these uh, unqualified people doing that they shouldn't be doing well anything that that any tasks that they haven't been properly trained and supervised for. Healthcare assistants, your listeners will probably be surprised to know, deliver about 60% of the care to patients in wards and departments. But they should be supervised by registered general nurses. So anything that they are doing which is deemed beyond their remit um, is wrong, shouldn't be happening and trusts need to to acknowledge that by a increasing the numbers of registered general nurses on the wards and departments but also ensuring that healthcare assistants are, are properly trained why is it happening is it is it money well it is money and we've lost significant numbers of of registered nurses we know that that we are about across the east of england about 2000 whole time equivalent rgns short we, the Trusts are looking to recruit more people. The trade unions and professional organisations are working with the Trusts and Health Education England to improve the training of healthcare assistants, but also to recruit more nurses, to get more nurses back onto the wards and the the departments. Uh, What are you calling on the government to do? Well, we have worked with the government to ensure that there is now this care standard certificate that all new healthcare assistants from the 1st of April will have to to complete so that they will have a baseline of competencies. We are working with Health Education England to improve the training under a new project called Talent for Care. But more importantly, we need to recruit more registered general nurses to ensure that healthcare assistants are properly supervised at work. Tracy, I appreciate your time this morning. Thank you very much indeed. That's uh, Tracy Lambert, who is East of England rep for Unison. 08459 455555. If you want to give us a call, um, pocket. I'm still staggered. The average pocket money in this country is £14. When I was a kid, I seem to remember getting £1.25. I only got 12 quid when I started doing an actual job. What, what paid my, yeah, my first paycheck? Else. My first paycheck, paycheck, my first pay packet with actual cash in 
was uh, B jams. I worked three hours on a Friday, five till eight, and I worked, I guess, eight hours on a Saturday. And my first pay uh, packet was a thirteen pounds twenty. Yeah, it was quite a lot of money then. Thirteen pounds. And why is there some? Hang on a minute. I'm supposed to be getting this per hour. Why am I got? Why have I got this? Tax. Oh, oh man. Oh man. Come on. I'm fifteen years old. You can't tax a child. Oh yes, they can. Oh man, tax! But I think from my parents, I'm like um, four pounds, not even five. I can see why Cheryl Cole is so angry about the the prospect of having to uh, pay a mansion tax if the Labour Party. Yeah, the Cheryl Cole's kicked off because she's got 17 million quid and she already pays effing loads of tax to uh, to partly quote her. And I felt the same as a 15-year-old working for B-Jams. I felt like she does now as a, as a multi-millionaire. Have you seen what else Cheryl Cole's been talking about? Um, Not I, having to get your kit off to sell records. Um, um, Cheryl Cole? Some yeah, of those... That one. Um, um, uh, what about Bow Machine? Girls Allowed Pop videos were pretty, pretty steamy stuff, weren't they? Pretty steamy stuff. Oh, well, yeah, because she, she's full of uh, talent. She'll be going to the NHS to get her bum cleaned up. <laughs> Won't she? We're talking about tattoos. They're going to need a bigger laser. Tattoos. Not that she's got a big bum, but it's a big tattoo. <laughs> it's a tattoo. Uh, that, it's an ample tattoo that covers her tiny posterior. She's basically got a rose bush on her behind. Hey. Hey, speaking of uh, girls that get their kit off for fame. Please do, yes. That film was good on the weekend, wasn't it? With Rihanna in it uh, as the... Oh! Uh, but that did jar with me a little when I realised it was Rihanna. It's, uh, you're talking of home, yeah, the animation. Was, I took my voice to it. Which, by the way, was really good. Really enjoyed it. All the way through, I was thinking, that girl's got a beautiful, husky voice. Maybe a little bit old for her, but OK, I can deal with it. She's got a lovely voice. Then you realise at the end, all along, the 14-year-old female protagonist was played by the scantily clad Rihanna. I preferred her mum, played by the J-Lo. scantily clad uh, Jennifer Lopez. Yeah. Ay, ay, ay. It was a good film. We both cried at the same points. Yeah. Uh, the bit where she's, uh, uh, with spoiler alert, guys, she hooks up with her mum, and the bit where the alien gets crushed. He's cute, though, isn't he? Uh, yeah, but we, I, I, I was in floods of tears. Floods of tears. Such a good film, though. I mean, I've seen some stinkers recently. I thought it was, I didn't think it was, it was, it was, br- I thought it was good. Yeah. I didn't think it was brilliant. I liked it better than, I've seen Box Trolls. Box Trolls. I thought that was beautiful, but, uh, It's not a kid's film. Dull. Yeah, not a kid's film. And I saw Into the Woods, which just went on and on and I, on. I, speaking of dull films, they showed the trailer again for, uh, Cinderella. Oh, I want to see that. It looks rubbish. It looks brilliant! Where's the where's the brilliant bit? Well, we've seen all the story in the film in the trailer. You kind of know what happens. But it looks That's it doesn't look, it doesn't look like a kid's film. It looks like a mum's film. It looks like it's it looks like, like a film. It looks like a film for women who were once thirteen, which they would be if they're now women. Yeah, exactly. So it just doesn't look. It looks very very dull. Well, tell you what. You can take the kids to see the Minion movie. Yeah. I'll take them to see Cinderella. You're not taking my boys to see Cinderella. They'll They'll be bored. Nah. One will love it. Mm, That's true. Hey, in the 70s, says Phil. Hello, Phil. I used to get 50p a week pocket money. I used to save it to get something I really wanted, like the textbook we used at school, but with answers. Made maths a lot easier, says Phil. Oh, Practical Phil. Yeah, yeah. How did you? How do? You, uh, uh, have you ever cheated in your life? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. And one thing uh, Ben would from Buckingham would say, if you're thinking of getting a tattoo, think what design you want, and then only get it done when you're sure. Too many get tattoos without thinking, then want them removed, but not via the NHS. They should use their own money. Yeah, I mean, there's the whole debate about gastric bands and stuff, and I kind of err on the side that for the majority of people, the gastric band phenomenon uh, is worthy of NHS funding. Um, but the, the having tattoos removed. Here's a nuts story. 
on, in the Sun, page ten. We'll do. Uh, all right, uh, morning, Snuffers. Morning. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right, fella. What you got? Um, it was just about the healthcare system. Um, so my uh, my daughter, she's she's coming up to a year old, and she um, she was in hospital just before Christmas. She got a bit of gastroenteritis and she's a bit dehydrated. Oh blimey! Um, so we took her in, um, and initially the care the care was perfect. She she went straight to kind of accident emergency. They said, okay, we're going to keep her in. We need to rehydrate her. So then went on to the ward and. All in all, we were in hospital for, I think, it was about five or six days, which, by all accounts, is probably about three times too much for kind of what we, we had. But basically, she was put on this rehydration fluid, but it was done through a cannula, and across the course of kind of two days, they got the cannula wrong five times. Aye. So they put one in her left wrist, but then I went home and my wife stayed in the hospital, and we came in in the morning, and there'd been kind of over 10 hours the fluid was meant to be going in and it turned out the cannula had fallen out. Oh, man. And then she'd actually, she'd kind of, because the cannula had come out, she then had this kind of open thing on her hand and it started bleeding. So they put it in the, from the left hand to the right hand. That then came out. Um, and it wasn't because my daughter was kind of pulling it out. She, she was, they wrapped it up really tightly in the bandage, but it just wasn't in properly. And who was who had put it in? Was it nurses, or or, or was it these um, the, the staff that shouldn't have been doing it? It was uh, the third time it came out. I, I was I was trying to kind of be quite quite measured and quite kind of um, quite. I, they have a very difficult job. I was trying to be kind of very respectful, but I did actually kind of say after the third time, I was like, like not trying to be funny, but can we kind of try and make sure it stays in? Um, and I said to the, I was just kind of chatting to the, the people there, and I said, how long have you been a nurse for? And he's like, I said, oh, I'm not a nurse, I'm a healthcare assistant. And then I was thinking, well, we haven't, apart from an accident emergency, we haven't seen a nurse since we got here. Um, and it was just, it was so frustrating. It got to the point where actually she was so dehydrated, and we were also told by the healthcare assistant that we had to keep feeding her um, so that she would become re- rehydrated. But actually, what, what what it turns out had happened is that because she'd been so dehydrated and because she'd been being sick, she'd actually um, she she basically her bowel had folded in on itself. Oh blimey! Snuffers, listen, we've got to move on. Is she all right now? Yeah, yeah, she's fine. Beautiful, right. beautiful. Listen, I appreciate you sharing your story. Sorry to cut you so short, but thank you very much. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M1 southbound is stop-start between the Toddington services and Junction 7 for Hemel Hempstead. And it's really busy as well on the M25 anti-clockwise between Junction 21A for St Albans and Junction 19 for Watford. In Bricketwood on the North Orbital Road there are queues around the M25 Junction 21A roundabouts. And in Watford on Exchange Road that's very busy at Beach and Grove. But looking at the train departure boards there are no major delays showing up at the moment. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. 717. It's Monday the 23rd of March. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Staff at Bedford Hospital have raised concerns about unqualified assistants carrying out medical procedures. A remote-controlled drone carrying a package has been found by officers at Bedford Prison. And a man from Dunstable is denying he's too lazy to take down his Christmas lights. BBC Three Counties Radio. We first met James Bay in a band from Hitchin in 2008. 
As a solo artist in 2012, he uploaded his music to bbc.co.uk slash introducing. Since then, he's been playlisted on national radio and is now signed to an international record label. It's time to go and see what else was out there, you know, explore the wider world with music. And his debut album is out now. I'm not always thinking about lyrics, though, in, in that respect. It's sonically, it's about impact. Hear James Bay talk about the album, track by track. Online now at bbc.co.uk slash Three Counties Radio. I'm trying to remember, we threw this out there and I cannot for the life of me remember. This is why I need my whiteboard, which is there, and I just can't be bothered to get it. Um, We were talking about have you ever uh, cheated? And I don't remember where that came from, Catherine. Why were we talking about have you ever cheated? Uh, That was from Phil. He used his pocket money to buy maths books with answers in. Uh, Lisa says, uh, yes, I cheat. When I play online Scrabble... Oh, this is outrageous. This Do makes you know what's me outrageous. Let me you're re- riding my backside for not having the texts up, and you've got them in there. No, I haven't got the text. This is on a tweet, mate. So um, I will still ride your backside, but that's just for, uh, for my own pleasure. Uh, yes, I've cheated at online Scrabble. I log onto Anagrammer. Boom! 130 points for a triple word score. Yeah, that I is outrageous. Online Scrabble with someone who did that until I got wise. That's outrageous, Lisa. You're, you're, that is being played on 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 good faith those uh, scrabble games words with friends etc so you're out of order lisa no shame on you shame hmm? on you why you did it on me i did, 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 did i was winning he let me win the first one and then he opened up the old anagrammer so I, all of a sudden right. i'm really thick how did this happen? i tell you what was out of order is you then told my best friend simon that i do the same to him that's none of his business he doesn't need to know that. He suspected that you were doing it. He didn't anyway. suspect nothing. Of course he did. You see, they've made a board version of Words with Friends. No. Yeah, they've is made it a Scrabble. Well, no, they've made it onto a board game, but it is a board game called Scrabble. That's nuts, isn't it? Um, and uh, Matthew says, in terms of pocket money, I pay the kids twenty pence each to jump up and down in the bin to crush the rubbish. Good shout. That is a good shout. That is a good shout. Because we all do it. Ever cheated, pocket money, uh, tattoos, oh, and Christmas lights. Why are we talking about Christmas lights in March? Well, let me tell you why. A family in Dunstable have received a letter calling them pikeys because they still have their Christmas lights up. You know, the ones outside the front of the house. Kevin Franklin recently had a stroke and a heart attack, which means he's unable to take down the decorations. He doesn't know who wrote the hand-delivered note, which accused them of making the community look a disgrace. We'll speak to Kevin in a few minutes. Before that, though, Justin, you've been out to Dunstable to see the lights, haven't you? I have indeed. It was uh, it was strange. I went on Friday. It was a lovely sunny day on Friday, and there I was outside this property. It's Manor Park in Dunstable, and you've got the Christmas lights outside the property. You can see the picture on our Facebook page. People saying in the letter it's a disgrace. It's certainly not a disgrace, but it just looks a bit weird. In March, it's not Christmas, it was a lovely day, and there we are looking at Christmas lights. I have been talking to the locals along that road, mixed views, here's what people had to say. Emma, you live next door to this property, do they bother you in the slightest? Not even slightly, no, not at all. My kids love coming back. Every day when we come home, my son says, is it Christmas today, Mum? <laughs> no, it's not, son, <laughs> but it looks like it. Well, a bit of an eyesore, aren't they? They're all right when they light them up in the, you know, Christmas time, but now it's ridiculous, isn't it? Hey? So you want them taken down? Well, really, yeah. I don't mind them. They ain't doing no harm. Who's done this, do you think? Come on, talk to me. Who's done this? I want to go and talk to them. I don't have a clue. It's probably someone from around that end, because that end looks, like, posh. 
like proper stuck-up people around there, I reckon. So they're stuck up round there, <laughs> yeah. and they think people like you are a council house scum? I don't know. I'm surprised I haven't got letters about all the trolleys that I've got. <laughs> How many trolleys have you got? You've got two trolleys. What, what are your trolleys doing there? What do you use those for? Bring my shopping home. Don't bother me in that respect. I just think it's, I think it's daft leaving them up. Quite frankly, that's all there is to it. Mess. Don't bother looking. No, why should I look? It's a mess. Seasonable, isn't it? You have them when the time's right. Why, someone complained? Somebody's written them a very frank letter, which is very, very offensive. Oh, no, you don't offend them. All I say is people on the social get away with everything. What does that mean? Who can afford to have that many lights uh, up? That's all I say. Just lastly, if I told you that the man in that house has, has been very, very unwell, which is the reason why they're still there, would, would that change your opinion? Turn that off. I've never heard such a load of OK. All right, thank you. Gosh, strong opinions there, Just. Yeah, definitely strong, because, I mean, it, it is unusual, to be fair. I, I can't think, I live in Hemel, I can't think of any property in my town where people have still got lots of Christmas lights outside on the property. So it is a one-off. Some people there fully behind them saying, come on, they're not hurting anybody. Let's make it clear as well. These lights, they're not turned on. They're just outside the property. But, but certainly a divide there down that road. And some people, it's got to be said, very angry... And and they don't really believe Kevin's story, that, that they think he's well enough. Okay. They've certainly seen him out and about. They think he's well enough to take those lights down. They just think that he's lazy. Justin, thank you. Let's put that to Kevin. He's on the line now. Morning, Kevin. Morning. Uh, you're lazy. Apparently so. I might have been lazy, but at least I went, up, went to school. I knew how to uh, write letters properly with proper pronunciation and stuff like that. I mean, Pike is with an apostrophe. Well, it, it, it's, it's, let me read the letter. I've got the letter in front of me. Yeah. To the pi This is the letter you received. To the pikeys that live at number 80, I am fed up of seeing your grotesque, tacky, council house Christmas lights. It is March, for goodness sake. Your house leaves this lovely community looking a disgrace. It looks like a state. It sticks out like a sore thumb. I don't want to keep driving past this eyesore. Every time I do, my kids scream. I know you live in a council house, but there's no need to make it look like one. You're sincerely a very disgruntled citizen. Well, how did you feel when you got that letter, Kev? I was a little bit upset. One, that they didn't have the guts to post it through the door. They went via a stamp. So it just shows what kind of people they are. Um, and so they're up, they're not coming down. And they're not doing anybody any harm. I don't switch them on until it comes nearer Christmas. Um, apart from they're now going to go on in April, which is Autism Aware Month, because I have a 15-year-old autistic son. So that would give them something to moan about. Why are they staying up, Kevin? Because, due to my ill health, I don't want to risk it going up, put them up, take them down, put them up, take them down. What, 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 describe your ill health for those people who don't know. I've had... Um, Various strokes. My last one was in um, November. Okay. And, and when did you put the lights up? The lights went up. Um, a friend came round and did them ah. at the end of November when he'd heard that I'd had a... OK, so you didn't put the lights up? No, no. Why don't you ask your friend to take them down? 
because I don't see why I should have to keep asking people to take them up, put them down, take them up, put them down when I could leave them up. So the health, the health thing that we've been talking about this morning isn't really relevant to the story, is it? You just want to keep them up there. No, I'm just... The reason we're up there is so that I don't have to keep asking people because of my health to help me put them up and take them down. You wouldn't have to keep asking, though, would you? You'd have to ask them once to take them down and once to put them up again. Yeah, well, that's... Keep asking other people to do something that I want done. I'm not the sort of person that goes, you know, getting other people to do something that I want to do. It could be argued, Kevin, and we heard some of those voices there, that you're lazy. Everybody's entitled to their opinion. But once again, they hide behind a microphone. Don't come and tell me their opinions. Why don't you get... Why doesn't your daughter take the lights down? There, there are people around you, Kevin, that could take the lights down. Would take, what, an hour? Well, it'd probably take more than that. It took my friend two, two and a half days to put them up. Really? Two and a yeah. half days to put them up? Yeah. You've got, all the, you've got all, the, all, all the wiring to... Uh, well, there's not that many lights... Kevin. I uh, know that, that, that's my biggest argument, but there will be this year. Right. Um, and my friends already told me we're going to make sure the house is covered and really give them. Well, here's the thing, Kevin. We, about. we heard from your wife earlier on, and she says you're going to put up more lights for April. Yeah. Who's yeah. going to put those lights up? My friend's going to do it for me. Instead, of, right? Instead of putting up more lights in April, so you're, you're quite happy to ask him to do that. You, you couldn't just ask no, him to no, take no, him no, down. No, 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 you're putting words in my mouth now. He offered to do it. I didn't ask him. He's disgusted with what's going on. So he is now going to put more up for me. Let's put that straight. He's offered to put them up. The same as people on Facebook and Spotted in Dunstable yeah. have said that they will come round and help me take them down. Okay. It's, now, ins- it's now the principle of it. No, but, well, The yeah. principle is now, yeah. nobody tells me what to do in my house. Well, it's not... The thing it's, is, Kevin... It, Kevin, No, no, it's, no, 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 no. Kevin, it's, it's not... It's not... Right? It, Kevin... They drive past Kevin, and their kids scream. If they don't want to Kevin, look at it, then don't drive past my Kevin, house and look at it. Kevin, the, Kevin, the thing is, it isn't in your house, is it? That's the problem. It's outside your house, and we, we all... It's have, within the boundaries of my property. We all, we all have a responsibility to our neighbours, don't we, to present um, our properties in the best way possible, don't we? Yeah, but it's in my it's in my house, my property. It's within my boundaries. But everyone who walks past it and, and lives near it has to see it. That's correct. Instead and the of minority are, are complaining about it. Instead what of is this woman driving a car looking at my lights? Don't you think that's more of a dangerous issue? Well, it is very that distracting. We should be talking about Kevin. A kid screaming over Christmas. Kevin. What kind of mentality Kevin. is the person? Kevin, calm down. You'll give, yourself, you'll give yourself another stroke. Oh, no, that's what I think I'm heading for. Well, calm, well, calm down then, because you don't want you to have a, a, a heart attack on the radio, for goodness sakes. Uh, the, the thing is, they, those lights are distracting, aren't they? No, because they're not on. So you don't notice them unless you're looking for them. Well, that's, I suspect you would notice one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, uh, n- nine or ten Father Christmases outside a house. You'd notice that, whether they were on or not, wouldn't you, Kev? Not when you're driving, you shouldn't, know. No. When you're walking past, I believe you have an argument. Instead of winding up... driving... Okay. Instead of winding up the neighbours... I'm not winding up my neighbours. Well, but, my, Kevin, my two oh, neighbours next 
Kevin, can we, Kevin? I'm not talking about fine with it. Okay, Kevin. Let's just, let's... You mean other people in the street? Yeah, well, not neighbours, uh, they're not neighbours. Kevin, next door to you. Kevin, can I get a word in edgeways, please, mate? Is that all right? Yeah. Okay. Neighbours neighbors live in your street. That's when neighbours become good friends. We all know that. But instead of winding them up and being antagonistic, your mate, who's very kindly offered to put up more lights, why don't you just say to him, look, do us a favour, could you take him down for me? No, because it's a principle. I'm not bound down to what other people tell me what I can and can't do. Okay. Permission to speak freely, Kevin? Yeah. It looks bloody awful. That's your opinion. If that was on the house next door to me, I'd be furious. Well, well you'd have to stay furious soon, wouldn't you? All right, Kevin, nice to talk to you. Okay. Thank you very much indeed. That's Kevin Franklin. 08459 555. double five is the telephone. Now, we'll discuss that after we get the travel with Sammy. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's stop-start on the M1 southbound between the Toddington services and Junction 7 for Hemel Hempstead. And on the A5 southbound, that's looking very busy from Lynch Hill towards Old Watling Street. On the M40 northbound, that's looking very slow between the Denham roundabout and the M25. And actually on the M25, it's looking heavy now from Junction 17 for Maple Cross to 14 for Heathrow Terminal 4. In Watford on the Exchange Road, that's very busy around Beach and Grove. And in Brickettwood on North Orbital Road, that's looking slow around the roundabout at the M junction for the M25, but looking at the train departure boards, there are no major delays showing up there at the moment. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. I'd love your thoughts on... Uh, not yours, Sammy, you can move on to your next station. I'd love your thoughts, dear listener, uh, on uh, Kevin, who we just heard there. Uh, um, it's not about the illness, as we've been uh, reporting. That's that's kind of irrelevant. And, you, uh, you know, bless him. He needs to let go of some of that anger, man, because that's not going to... No wonder he's having heart attacks and um, um, strokes. But it's not about the illness at all, is it? It's about proving a point, I think, Catherine. Yeah, he doesn't like being told what to do, and none of us do. But no. if that was my dad, I'd say, do you know what? This is not a battle worth fighting. Uh, I'd love your thoughts. And I know that um, Kevin's family are listening, so if any of them want to give us a call, uh, 08459 455555. We'll speak after the news. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. I'm Lee Ack. New the headlines. The BBC has learned that medical procedures are being carried out in hospitals and care homes by untrained and unqualified staff. NHS workers from 10 hospitals, including Bedford, have voiced their concerns about the role of healthcare assistants. A remote-controlled drone carrying a package has been found by staff at Bedford Prison. It's believed it was being used to smuggle things into the jail. And a family in Dunstable have received an abusive letter because they still have their Christmas lights up. Kevin Franklin says he can't take them down because he recently had a heart attack. The weather this morning, frosty at first, turning cloudy with a chance of rain. Top temperatures around 11 degrees Celsius, 52 degrees Fahrenheit. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Stevenage manager Graham Wesley says an incident involving his skipper Ronnie Henry and Dagenham's Joss Labadie on Saturday is now a police matter. Labadie's been accused of biting Henry during the Daggers' win over the Borough in League Two. You don't go on a football pitch expecting to lose your finger, and uh, Ronnie was horrified by what had gone on. It's a you know it's a football match, and you know he's he's nearly lost his finger. You know that's 
I think what led to the scene at the end when there was some, you know, clearly some nastiness going on. Watford lost top spot in the championship as they were beaten 1-0 by Ipswich. MK Dons are now four points from an automatic promotion position in League One after their win against Notts County. Chelsea have gone six points clear at the top of the Premiership table after a 3-2 win at Hull City. But the Chelsea manager, Jose Mourinho, believes there's still plenty to play for. Mathematically, everything is is wide open. So, But the good thing for us is that we have just to think about us. I believe that uh, their opponents were watching this game, were worried with the result of this game. We are not when they play. When they play, they play and we don't carry the results because we, we just focus on ourselves. And in tennis, Novak Djokovic has defeated Roger Federer in the final at Indian Wells and to take his 50th career title. A second match point for Djokovic on the Federer serve. Down the centre he goes. Good return from Djokovic. Big forehand is hooked wide by Federer. And Novak Djokovic, arms aloft, has retained his Indian Wells title. And that's BBC Three Counties News and Sport with more at 8 o'clock. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. OK, well, we just spoke to um, Kevin Franklin about his house that's got Christmas decorations out. Um, and I've just looked at the Facebook page. And most people are in support of Kevin on the Facebook page. Most of them. Although one gentleman is... is um, oh, where is it? One, one gentleman posted... When did he have? When, when were his his health problems? And someone wrote back going, "Oh, you're just as bad as those bigots." But the Facebook page is misleading. Is very misleading. And when you read it this, again, this is why I avoided this story last night. I knew there'd be more to it. When you read it like it's written on the Facebook page, your sympathies lie with Kevin. A family in Dunstable have received an anonymous letter calling them pikeys because they still have their Christmas lights up. Kevin Franklin recently had a stroke and heart attack, which means he's unable to take down the decorations. Now, I read that as he put the decorations up in December, he had a heart attack the end of December, early January, and a stroke, he can't take them down. That's not the story at all. He had the stroke in November before the lights went up. A mate put them up for him. Somebody, I suggest possibly even Kevin himself could if he wanted to, somebody could take those lights down. It isn't that there is a man who has had a stroke, can't get his lights down. Somebody put them up, he could take them down. He says the health issue is nothing to do with it. And now he doesn't want to take them down no. because he's proving a point, it's his house, he can do what and he wants. And he's going to put more up. The one thing I would say is that note's out of order. Oh, yeah, 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 oh, yeah, of course. And if you're going to have a Barney with a neighbour, have the guts to put your name on it and, uh, you know, say my name is, is Steve at number 35 or whatever. Although, remember, I was plotting to do something to a neighbour quite recently. Oh, you were going to um, put poo through their letterbox, no, weren't you? I wasn't going to put poo through their letterbox. A neighbour of mine uh, started putting a lot of white goods on her drive yeah. and they were not budging. No. So I thought, bit of passive aggression, bit of comedy. Poo through the letterbox. One. No, no, not poo through the letterbox. Operation... Shifted fridge was going to involve me going to <laughs> buy some of those nice alphabet magnets and yeah. spelling out various messages like <laughs> I need a dump for the fridge, get it? Uh, and stuff like that. I never did it, but I was very, very tempted. I would never have put such an aggressive note through anybody's door. Just comical fridge magnets. That's different, right? Actually, I don't have a problem with the letter. I do. I have a problem with, with some of the language. I have a problem with the word pikey. I have a problem with the, 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 um, uh, the comment about the council house. I, I have a problem with the bad grammar. The, the grammar's not that bad, to be honest. They, they've, they've used commas very, very well. Um, I, 
I, I, they should have put their name and their number Not on the it. Not way to handle it, is it? But um, uh, I just, I just think it looks. The story is not the story we've posted on the Facebook page at all, and I think that changes it completely. Irene's in Milton Keynes. Good morning, Irene. Morning. What would you like to say? Um, well, there's two points. One, if you're in a council house anyway, they have council have rules and regulations. Yep. Um, a second one, has anybody thought that that could be a fire hazard now? Oh, because you know, we, we, we're in summer or spring or well, summer. Yeah, something like um, that. We can have very hot. We may well. We hope some hot days. Dream on, Irene. Dream on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, but it could, I think it just could be a fire hazard myself. Um, uh, well, you know, I don't, I don't like these things at the best of time. I, you know, and uh, they, they I, I think they probably potentially could be a risk, but. I mean, they just—it just looks awful. Yeah, I don't think I would like. I don't like defacing places. And I, I do. lived in council houses. I would never. But even if you live in your own, um, oh, indoors, yes. Outside, no. And this is the thing, Irene. Unless thank you're doing it for a charity, which they, some people do, Christmas time. Irene, thank you very no, much Christmas, indeed. Christmas, I have very tasteful little lights. Oh, I don't just, like them. And they don't flash or do anything. They're just nice. Yeah. They're just there at Christmas time. You said that I was common. Yep. Yeah, I. Yep. Not as common as I could be because my mum's got rainbow lights that flash. So, you know, I am moving on a little bit. I don't mind that Christmas time. But, you know, Santa's creeping up the side of your wall and that. I draw the line. I just think you do have a responsibility to your neighbours, yeah. and it's neighbours aren't just the people that live next to you, the opposite you, the whole street, your neighbourhood. You have a responsibility to your neighbourhood to um, uh, um, kind of make your property as presentable as possible. I don't mean you have really posh windows and some paint. Just tidy, clean and tidy. What you do inside your home, beautiful. You, you, you do whatever you want. But outside, we all have a responsibility, don't we? Mm-hmm. Evson Luton, morning, Everard. <laughs> um, it's not Everard. It is to me, my darling. What have you got for us? Right, OK. Um, so I'm listening to this and I'm thinking to myself, well, I actually don't think that... Uh, well, I, I think that anybody is allowed to do what they like with their house. You pay a lot of money for your house and it's your responsibility and it's not for anybody else to tell you what to do with it. Now, I understand there's... a. A presentation issue where you would want the place to look as good as possible however um, nobody should be able to tell you what to do and I think they're absolutely wrong by trying to force him to do what um, he doesn't want to do he's not going along and telling anybody else that they should paint their door red or paint it green um, so they're actually wrong okay so I can do anything to the front of my house can I well, actually, you can. Right, I in that case, I'm going to paint a large uh, picture of a naked woman and the front door is going to be the rude bits. Is that all right? If you really wanted to do that, you could. It but would you, like that if you nice. lived, would you like that if you lived opposite me? I actually live next door to some people who are using their back garden as a dump. I hate it. I keep mine tidy and next door to mine theirs is terrible, but there's nothing that I can do two about things. it. Well, two things. First of all, it's the back garden, so it's slightly different. Secondly, that's a health hazard for your garden, because that will attract foxes and rats. That's correct. So you could do something about that. I can call the council, but the council can't do a lot about it because actually it's a private property, and they would have to take the people to court, which they're not willing to do. So uh, I've already been down that route. Ah, ah, so you tried to do something. Well, what uh, were you doing trying to tell someone how to live their life and what they should no, do with their house? No, well, see, now you're getting it. You're, you're 
changed it. Am I right? getting it twisted? Yes, you are. Go I on, spoke, untwist it for me. I did speak to them about it. Yeah. And I said, look, if you guys can't do anything or you can't get the stuff to them, we can always call the council and get them to move it. Right. right? And that's how the story went. But the, but, but so you, you were still um, trying to encourage the neighbours to do something they didn't want to do? Encourage, but not tell. There's a difference. OK, very subtle one, I would argue, Ev, but always good to talk to you. Steve's in Dunstable. Morning, Steve. Morning. What would you like to say, Steve? It's a sad morning when you're worried about someone's Christmas lights on their houses. <laughs> well, we could we could um, discuss IS or the the uh, councillor that's been accused of trying to start up an EDL march or any of those other bits and pieces. But this well, is a bit more interesting, be. I think. Yeah, it's a bit like I suppose. I'll give you that. But anyway, at the end of the day, if he, can he not get his mate to take the lights down? I suppose everyone's moaning and he's putting his back up now, isn't he? I suppose. Did the you did you hour. hear the interview, Stephen? You just slightly caught. I just caught it. <laughs> the end of it. I did put that to him, and uh, he doesn't want his mate to take the lights down. His mate is instead going to put some more lights up. Now that is just. <laughs> Sorry. Love it. That is just sticking your fingers up at everyone, isn't it? Well, what's, what's, what's wrong with that? If he wants to stick his fingers up, listen. People must have sad lives to be whinging about Christmas lights in the house. I mean, there's more important things to worry about. But no, but that Trust argument. Me. No, Steve. That argument about there's more important things to worry about doesn't. Yeah, there is. It, yeah I know there are. Of course. There there is. Steve, I know there are, but that doesn't wash. That's irrelevant. Because if, if we only focus on the more important things, then the small things don't get done. And it's the small things that drive you mad on a day-to-day basis. Hey, listen, people having their heads chopped off in Syria is flipping awful. And that's that's massive and that's huge. But do you know what? That's not going to wind me up. That's not yeah, going to drive me nuts. Nobody's actually standing there all day looking at the outside of Christmas. They're driving by, they're going to work, and they're just having the wind. We all wind. I'll probably drive by and go, geez, he's got his Christmas lights up. But what about the people, the poor people that live... I wouldn't call them abuse. I wouldn't give them abuse or anything like that. And that's out of order. But the poor people that live opposite it, I mean, come on, that's heartbreaking, isn't it? It looks awful, Steve. You pull your curtains, you shut your front door. You don't, you don't look out the window all day at someone's Christmas lights and moan about them, do you? Well, if you live directly opposite it, Imagine, wow. right, and I don't know this, well, I believe it's a council <laughs> property, I don't know, but imagine you own, the, you own the house next door and you try and sell it. Mm. Well, you've, yeah. you've lost five grand at least. It's not all about money. Well, no, it is. It is. About money. No, it's not. It's not. Selling houses is, to be fair. Yeah, selling out. She's right. Selling houses is all about money. <laughs> one of them got homeless people. One of them can afford a house. <laughs> well, they could probably afford the one next door. Anyway, all property's theft, isn't it, Steve? It's what? All property's theft under your glorious rule, if I remember rightly. <laughs> go on, Steve, Steve, go off, go and badger someone. We'll speak to you later. Yeah, cheers. Yeah. We've got any texts before we go yeah, to the trap? Go on, let's, let's, have, uh, let's have the top four texts, please. OK, Tommy Milton Keynes, you can't use... Uh, can't get his thing off caps lock by the look of it. Or he's really furious. Oh, Tom. Why don't you leave that man alone? What's the matter with you? All my son's next-door neighbour left his lights up one year. No-one said anything, Tom and K. OK, thank you. Elle says, if he lives in what is possibly still a council house, then it isn't his house. The council will have restrictions on what can and cannot be done to one. He's being petty. It's not Christmas. Remove them. And um, anonymous ones say, well, uh, something not very nice about Kevin. Not surprised he has uh, surprised he has friends with that attitude. Let's not get personal. Let's not get personal, guys. Come on. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
It's busy on the M1 southbound past Junction 12 for Flitwick, and it's also looking really slow on the approach on the A5 southbound from the Lynch Hill at Markgate towards the M1 Junction 9 for Redbourne. On the M40 northbound, it's slow around the Denham roundabout towards the M25, and looking at the M25 itself, it's stop-stop between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 14 for Heathrow Terminal 4, looking at the speed sensors. In Watford on Exchange Road, it's looking busy at Upton Road, and having a look at the train departure boards, the 756 train from Brighton to Bedford has been cancelled. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. Here's the uh, the comment from Tarquin on Facebook. Uh, how recent was this medical episode? Sharon replies, your response is on the same level as the person that wrote this note. Or maybe it is you, bigot. And Tarquin replies, I'm sorry, I didn't realise you were from Luton. Play, play nice, guys. Play nice. No, actually, play nasty, because I like reading it. I'm just keeping out of it, all right? Right, 7.46, Monday the 23rd of March. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Staff at Bedford Hospital have raised concerns about unqualified assistants carrying out medical procedures. A remote-controlled drone carrying a package has been found by officers at Bedford Prison. And a man from Dunstable is denying he's too lazy to take down his Christmas lights. More of your calls on that soon. Before that, let's get the weather. Here's Sarah. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Yes, thanks very much indeed. A chilly but uh, sunny start this morning and uh, that's the story of uh, much of this morning. Uh, We'll keep sunshine. I say that there is a finger of cloud which is stretching up from Watford uh, across Hertford, some parts of Hertfordshire, but uh, the rest of us, uh, there's a little bit of cloud in Buckinghamshire, but mostly uh, we are looking at some sunshine to start this morning and uh, certainly a dry first half of the day or a bulk of the day. Temperatures still struggling somewhere between freezing and two degrees at the moment, but uh, sunshine for most of us through much of the day today as I say, and then later we've got a weather front to sink towards us from the north and west and that's going to bring some cloud for the afternoon afternoon and uh, some rain later through this evening but before that top temperature of nine possibly 10 celsius and then rain through the latter part of the evening into the first part of tomorrow morning but clear by breakfast and then we start with some cloud but as we go through the day uh, we'll see some sunshine coming through the risk of some showers later in the afternoon top temperature of six or seven celsius so chillier than today and then we start with some uh, frost and fog possibly on wednesday morning but wednesday should be dry with some sunshine a little bit cooler still at 7 or 8 Celsius. The next couple of days after today will be that uh, bit cooler and then we warm up again towards the end of the week uh, back into double figures. But the payoff is that it will be wet and fairly breezy as well on Thursday. Roberto Peroni on BBC Three Counties Radio. On Thursday, I'm spending the afternoon at the Waterside Theatre in Aylesbury. It's all in aid of a new show that's being rolled out across the country aimed at helping injured military personnel. When you're injured, you become incredibly vulnerable, um, but you lose your voice. So this is all about giving a voice back. You'll also hear from one of the project's main ambassadors, Ray Winston. The big thing with these guys is is self-esteem after injuries occur, whether it be physical or whether it be mental. Roberto Peroni. Live from the Waterside Theatre in Ellsworth. Thursday from three here on BBC Three Counties Radio. Pat's in Houghton Regis. Morning, Pat. Good morning. What you got for us, boss? Off-road motorcycles. Yeah. Oh, right. that goodness. came from nowhere. Yeah, go on. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm really, it's really getting out of hand. It's Dunstable and Houghton Regis. You ring up the police. Oh, we haven't got the resources. And yet, they're nonchalantly just driving two abreast sometimes in the road in Houghton Regis, talking to each other, holding the traffic up with no crash helmets on, no nothing, apart from the bikes. And it's, it's just got out of hand. You say out of hand. Yeah. Motorcyclists riding nonchalantly. Yeah. That doesn't sound like anarchy. Well, no, and then the, when they start to speed up to go up to the roads they want to get up to, then they do the wheelies. And, it's, oh. and they also do it in amongst the children in the parks at Grove, which was, which was over the weekend, um, and also over the parks in Houghton Regis. And then not just one or two, sometimes there can be five or six of them. Just, you know, hammering what around. What was the area, Catherine, where we covered this? Was it, was it Houghton Regis? It was Houghton Regis. The Houghton Regis Chargers are our... our it was the uh, wreck, wasn't it? ...cricket team, aren't they? Yeah. Because uh, we've covered this before, Pat. They're still, they're still at it, are they? Uh, it's got worse. The problem oh. has got worse by the fact that the police are using their old excuse, which I heard since 1985, no resources. Who was the, the MP there that we spoke to who was excellent on this? Wasn't it Andrew Salou? It was Andrew Salou, I think, yeah. who certainly sorted out... Uh, the, the, the helped sort out the cricket match. It will be... Uh, let's, let's get him on again. Uh, uh, now's the time to speak to MPs, Pat, what with an election approaching, because they are keen to show that they're doing stuff. And well, cricket I, uh, season will start soon as well, so we'll have to keep an eye on it for then. Yeah. Well, I also know of two accidents that's happened. One was a, a car trying to uh, avoid one of them going into him, and he actually crashed into a, a lamppost by avoiding one of the off-road motorcyclists. And one was last Monday, whereby an off-road motorcycle went to the side of a car, and a young lady in the car was actually traumatised by the accident, oh, but the, be, guy, yeah. the guy drove off, just drove you, off. You don't happen to know uh, personally these people involved in these incidents, do you? Well, not at all. Because it would be good to talk to, well, good to talk to them. What's upsetting me about it all is the parents must know they're putting these bikes out of their homes, the neighbours must see them being pulled out of these homes, the cameras in the high street must be picking up their faces because some of them are not hiding their faces. Well, Pat, I, I don't think it's necessarily... Uh, you say the parents. I, it, we've heard that it, it can often be blokes in their 30s and 40s doing it. Well, it could be, yeah. I'm, I'm not denying that. It Pat, stay there. there. Jamie's called him. Morning, Jamie. Morning. What would you like uh, to say? Yeah. Yeah, just kind of about the uh, trail bikes. Um, I live in North Dunstable, and across the fields, the path, the road, it's like a free for all the trail bikes. It's just like living by a racetrack now. It's, uh, I mean, you, can't, you, you pull out of a road, and they'll be, they'll be on the wrong side of the road, and they'll tell them it's sometimes three of them on a bike. It's, 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 it's dangerous. Something's going to get wiped out and it'll be like, oh, well, how did that happen? Uh, listen, Pat, Jamie, we've got to move on. Uh, we'll keep both your details. Pat, we, we've always got your details, of course. We'll keep both of their details and um, we will put in a little call to Andrew Salou, if that's all right, Catherine, and um, we'll, we'll kind of see what the latest is. If anybody... We, Pat, thank you, Pat. I mentioned two specific um, incidents there. If you saw those incidents or were uh, involved in them, could you give us a call... 08459 double five, and um, we'll have a little look and um, follow that up. Now, plans to use uh, wires and poles to create a special area for Orthodox Jews are being considered in Bushy this week. It's called an Erev. And it's a symbolic space where the strict rule of the Sabbath, rules of the Sabbath, don't have to be adhered to. Or well, Rafi Kaiser Bluth can tell us more. Rabbi at St Albans Mazorti Synagogue. Uh, Rafi, why do you want to uh, uh, build an Erev? Uh, good morning, and how are you doing today? Good, thank you. Why do you want to build an Erev? 
Um, I'm not the one who wants to build the Arab. I don't live in Bushy, but uh, I would say the ones who would like to build it, uh, there's a specific set of rules that need to be adhered to on the Sabbath. And it's not that they don't have to adhere to them within the construction of the Arab. It allows certain, uh, it changes in essence the, the characteristic of the public land. It makes it private. Uh, so they are able to do things such as uh, carry uh, in uh, in public, like uh, uh, push a pram for the baby. And for most people, this would seem somewhat of a arcane concept. But uh, people who are strict adherents to tradition and to the Jewish law, it's a very important consideration because the violation of the laws of Sabbath is not something that's be taken trivially. It's uh, something that actually one goes according to the letter of the law is, uh, is a very very serious. So offense. it's 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 kind of a a, a grid, a square. Is it that that's, uh, the, the circumference is made up of, of a thin wire hanging around? Uh, it's actually, I would imagine, the vast majority of it is going to be based on uh, con- uh, things that are already in place, such as fences between uh, uh, properties that are already there. Uh, this is only going to be put in place where the boundary is interrupted. So, for example, to cross the streets. So, the vast majority of this is not going to be noticed uh, because, like I said, it's already in place. They would need to span. Uh, a, a, a piece of road, so they would have erect two poles that would be blended into the surrounding area as is already. Uh, and the, the string itself is half a millimeter wide and it's clear. So unless it's covered in raindrops, you wouldn't really be able to see it. It's still quite divisive, though, literally and metaphorically, to to do something like this, isn't it? I, no, I don't. I don't think it's divisive at all. It's it's if if you're not even aware that it's there, you won't see it. You don't know what it is, and it doesn't do anything to somebody uh, who doesn't want to uh, adhere to it. For example, if there are Jews uh, or, or non-Jews who are living there, you you might not unless you know specifically what you're looking for. You're not going to notice that it's there, uh, and so. Uh, yeah, I, I, I would disagree completely that it's divisive. I, I'm not. I'm still trying to figure out why it would be divisive. Well, let's see if we can find out. Stay there, uh, uh, Rafi. We're jo- uh, joined by John Dowdle, who's chair of Watford Area Humanists. Uh, uh, John, is it divisive? Yes, it is. D- d- explain to me and Rafi. Because it's 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 sort of uh, exclusivist. Um, you could almost say, I mean, Judaism is a religion. It's not a race, obviously, but nevertheless. It has the effect of creating a kind of what's known as a shtetl or ghetto mentality amongst certain sections of the community. Um, I'd also say this. Uh, I mean, there are devout uh, Jews who object to this uh, because basically, I mean, if, if, you, if, you are, if you are saying that you have a belief in a, in a Jewish God and that your Jewish God is all-knowing, all-powerful, all-seeing, the idea that you're extending somebody's front living room, because that's what, that's what this idea of the Erev is, that you're extending this to a much larger area, this is actually a con job. I mean, you're trying to, you know, you're trying to, conv- it's like a confidence trick against your own God to get round your own God's rules John, the, the, on the Shabbat, on, with regard to Shabbat. Trick, tricking God to one side... It doesn't really do any harm, does it? As Rafi was saying, you wouldn't know it was there, and, and, and if you don't know, you know, it's not going to hurt anybody, is it? Well, again, a devout Jew would say that what they're doing is they're condemning people to hell. I mean, that's the um, basic upshot of all this. What, why? Because you're breaking the rules of Shabbat. You either are an observant, pious, devout, religious Jew, or you're not. But this excludes you from those rules. There's obviously a loophole. So, uh, uh, obviously, you know, they've, they've found a loophole. And, and if that's the case... But that, but, that, but that goes against their own religion. 
the, there's something called the three O's, and and they one of the three, I mean, they are supposed to observe the rules of the Shabbat. The rules of the Shabbat say you are forbidden from certain activities on the day of Shabbat. And this is simply, a, you know, a confidence trick around it. But a human, for a humanist to argue, uh, John, no. that the, the, the people that uh, make uh, use of this error will be going to hell, well, you don't believe in hell, so what's your real beef with it? Well, I don't believe in hell, but I'm saying if that's what they believe, then they're actually, you know, duping their own followers. And the other side to it as well is this. I mean, this will change the social character of the area. It's happened everywhere else where these have been introduced. Uh, basically, you start then, people start seeing, starting to think, oh, well, that's a Jewish area, and people won't move in there. Now, in a country, I, I know the politicians don't get... Where is, where is that? Because I know, I know there's an area, uh, in, I think it's in Golders Green or near Hampstead in North London. There is, there is... That's not changed the, 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 the layout of the, the area, though, has it? Well, yes. I mean, I mean basically, if you look at a map of London now, if you look at a, a map of all the Arabs, there's an unbroken chain of them coming well, out from... Which, which came first, the Arabs or the, the large, uh, compacted Jewish community? Because Golders Green has always had a big Jewish community, hasn't yeah. it? I, you know, I'm sure you're right, but what I'm saying is, if you look at the map of London now, if you look at the map of, uh, uh, there's now an unbroken chain of errors coming out from the centre of London in a northwesterly direction, stretching right the way out to Radley. I, and, and, and are you saying that that, um, that, that corridor, uh, the Jewish community has grown since those errors were built? Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean... And what's your problem with that? Well, my problem is this. I think what lies behind this is that these... It's a sort of a Zionist uh, uh, approach to promoting something called a liar. And, and basically it's designed to make the Jewish community more and more insular, more and more unnecessarily fearful of the rest of the secular society they're living within. And ultimately it's designed to try to promote these people eventually to leave this country to migrate out Gosh, of Israel. Gosh, that's... Uh, John, uh, let me just put that point to, to Rafi. Rafi, it's um, a, a well, Zionist John, plot. I'll, I'll say, first of all, I'm, I'm very impressed with your uh, knowledge of Jewish law, but I have to say you've fundamentally misunderstood several things. And um, I'm going to say, first of all, what Ian said, um, the, the Jewish community was already there. This is added to help them uh, fulfill some of their obligations of observing status. Furthermore, um, we don't believe in hell, so I think you need to understand that point. But also, this is something that the, the Jews are living here. Like I said, it's not going to affect anybody else. No one's going to know that it's it hasn't changed fundamentally uh, communities where these are put up. And I'm not sure what Zionism has to do with this at all in any way whatsoever. But uh, being that all that said, the majority of people, is, the council has approved this. This is something that is few people would like to see. It's, I'm, not, I'm still not understanding your objection to it. It's not going to change the character of the community. It's not going to force anybody to behave in a certain way. It's not going to uh, condemn anybody to any kind of uh, purgatory or whatever. And Rafi, you, you can confirm, sorry to, to move you on, you can confirm that this is not a Zionist conspiracy. This is nothing to do with that at all. I'm not sure what that has to do with it. No. Uh, gentlemen, I, I, you know, I could talk longer about that, but I have to move on. I'm already late for the, the, the travel and the news, but thank you very much indeed. Uh, of course, all of those who believe in a Zionist conspiracy will say, 
He would say that. Uh, I really enjoyed that. Thank you. Rafi Kaiser-Bluth, Rabbi at St Albans Mazorti, was the last voice you heard there. And uh, the uh, other gentleman was John Dowdle, the chair of Watford Area Humanists. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. We're a bit late. Let's get the trav. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, starting with the A5 near Dunstable, we've just heard from a caller that there's been a big accident, so the traffic's really busy on the A5 towards Dunstable at the Thorn Turning. Elsewhere on the motorways, the M1 southbound is stop-start between Junction 12 for Flittick and 7 for Hemel Hempstead. And on the M25 anti-clockwise, there are queues around the M25 at Junction 21A roundabout at St Albans. On the M40 northbound, there are queues between the Denham roundabout and the M25. And on the trains, Southern, London, Midland and Virgin Trains West Coast have possible delays between Milton Keynes Central and Watford Junction because of a signalling problem. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. You can have your say on that last conversation. Also, pocket money. Oh, there was something else. It'll come to me after this. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. o'clock, I'm Lee Agnew. The headlines, workers at Bedford Hospital raise concerns about untrained staff. A drone used for smuggling is found at Bedford Prison and a dispute over Christmas lights in Dunstable. BBC Three Counties Radio. The BBC has learned that medical procedures are being carried out in hospitals and care homes by untrained staff. NHS workers from ten hospitals, including Bedford, say unqualified healthcare assistants are being allowed to insert needles, dress wounds and take blood. Tracy Lambert from Unison is blaming the situation on a lack of funding. Anything that they are doing which is deemed beyond their remit is wrong, shouldn't be happening and trusts need to to acknowledge that by A, increasing the numbers of registered general nurses on the wards and departments but also ensuring that healthcare assistants are, are properly trained. A remote controlled drone carrying a package has been found by officers at Bedford Prison. It's believed it was being used to smuggle things into the jail. The parents of Aisha King, who clashed with NHS doctors, say he's now free of cancer. Brett and Nagme King were arrested in Spain after removing Aisha from hospital in Southampton last summer. But the leading cancer specialist, Professor Carol Sakura, says it doesn't mean proton beam therapy is now right for everyone. It's not a magic ray gun, and that's the problem with everything. It's like high-cost drugs for cancer. They're not necessarily uh, magic. The best advice I can give to anyone that's worried is talk to their consultant. I think the whole business of Ashley King is that the complete failure of communication at Southampton with the parents. It should never have happened. Plans for a designated area for Orthodox Jews are being considered in Bushy this week. The Eruv provides a symbolic space where strict Sabbath rules are relaxed. Tony Fisher has more. The symbolic boundary consists of poles connected by wire. Inside, Orthodox Jews can do things they wouldn't otherwise be able to do on the Sabbath, like pushing buggies and carrying bags. Critics locally say an Eruv enforces a religious identity on all others living within the religious boundary, whether they share those beliefs or not. The plans are being considered tomorrow by Hartsmere Borough Council. A family in Dunstable has received an abusive letter because they still have their Christmas lights up. Kevin Franklin says he can't take down the decorations because he recently had a heart attack. Due to my ill health, I don't want to risk it going up and 
them up, take them down, put them up, take them down. They're not doing anybody any harm. I don't switch them on, apart from they're now going to go on in April, which is Autism Aware Month, because I have a 15-year-old autistic son, so that gives give them something to moan about. In sport, allegations that the Stevenage captain Ronnie Henry was bitten by an opposing player on Saturday has been reported to the police. And the weather this morning, frosty at first, turning cloudy with the chance of rain by this evening. Top temperatures around 11 degrees Celsius, that's 52 degrees Fahrenheit. You can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Three Counties Radio. It's been sparky for a Monday. Very sparky. You've just tuned in. Oh, you missed a good one. So, pocket money. How much pocket money do you give your kids? The average is £14 a week. What? I used to get £1.25. I know that was 100 years ago. But flipping it, 14 quid. What have you cheated at? Getting tattoos removed by the NHS. Christmas tree lights outside a house when it's not even Christmas and more are going up. Busy, busy, busy. 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Is that this is the second story I think we've had from Pat in Houghton Regis. Wasn't it Pat's wife that um, was was virtually mauled to death uh, by the well, panther? Um, Her and uh, his, his sister-in-law, I think it was. She was the one wearing the zebra print trousers. They right? barely escaped with their flesh intact as they were chased oh. by a panther. No, they both ran for their lives, admittedly. Yay. But the panther didn't get close. We should, we should, how much, we should pay Pat a salary. He's better than some of the slackers we've got here. It's a joke team. It's a joke. Some of the slackers are quite good. <laughs> you, are, I mean, you are all slackers, but you're good slackers. Um, so the, it's uh, House and Regis. Where the story we've covered before about motorbikes, off-road bikes um, causing mayhem. You may remember they were invading the cricket pitch. Well, that got stopped and sorted. Um, but they're still riding on the roads, riding on the pavements, riding yeah. on the parks. And a lot of the parents feel it's just a bit of cheeky fun. Yeah, terrorising people. Well, let's, um, we've got loads of calls on this. Tracy's on the line. Good morning, Tracy. Good morning. Uh, you, you, what have you seen? Well, I've seen and I've experienced it firsthand, actually, with my daughter. Um, this motocross, dirt bike, whatever you like to call them, actually drove into her last week. Oh, this is your daughter's the young lady that Pat was talking about. It is indeed. So, yes. what, what happened, Tracy? Um, she was coming out of Morrison's car park um, last week on her way to uni. Um, this guy come at speed straight over the roundabout, just literally straight into her. He actually landed on her bonnet. Oh, no. Yes. How old is your daughter? She's 20. 20. Okay. I, I only ask that because um, I, I, that would be terrifying to anybody of any age. But, but 20, when you've only been driving for a short time, she, that must have been awful for her. She was, ab she was absolutely devastated. She was absolutely um, 
a wreck when my husband got to her. We only, we only lived around the corner. She phoned us up, so my husband went straight down. Um, she was a quivering wreck. She couldn't get the door open. Some Somebody from the public had to help her get the door open so what? she could actually get out of because her Because it had been smashed in so much? Because it had moved the wing, which oh, had moved man. the hinge, so she couldn't get out. Um, there's, there's some work to do on her car, but unfortunately we were in a catch-22 because the guy drove off doing a wheelie up the road. Oh. Got back off the bonnet, got on his bike, went up the road. Um, she'll lose her no-claims bonus, oh. which will then send her insurance through the roof. Well, so I imagine a, tw- a 20-year-old, her insurance isn't going to be cheap a- a- anyway. No, it's not. Oh. And, you know, it's something she's then going to have to pay out of her savings to get her own car repaired. So the fella just... He landed on her bonnet. He landed on her bonnet, on her windscreen, Um got off, swore, said, oh, mm, yeah. got back on it, picked his bike up and got on it and done a wheelie up the road. Oh, you little so-and-so. You mm-hmm. cheeky little so-and-so. And the best bit about it is um, Louise plays football, ladies football for a local team as well. Yeah. So um, we went off to hospital, went, well, we phoned the police, they said to go to the local station, which we did do, and it was sharp. Yeah. So we then ended up at Dunstable. Um, they took a statement but said, don't hold out much hope. Um, went to the hospital because she's got whiplash and she's hurt all her shoulder and down the side of her back. And um, she can't play football. Well, she can't play football. She's in pain. So she went along to watch her football team at the weekend. And the same guy actually rung a mock across the football pitch in Houghton Regis um, on the same bike. How, and- how does she know it was the same fella? Because she saw, she she saw him. He was on the windscreen. She she remembers. I'm so sorry, Tracy. I suppose she had a very close look at him, didn't she? (laughs) Yes. Um, So he he wasn't wearing a helmet or anything. No, no helmet. And, he, and he, he, gets, he went. Sorry. So on Saturday, she goes to the football match, and it, what he's on riding Sunday, on Sunday, and on, he's riding across the pitch. There's three of them. Yeah, there's three local go- local lads, and they run a mock across the football pitch. Um, she got it on her phone, and the, the football coach took some pictures of him, so we could sort of zoom in. But you can't really see his face clear enough. Tracy, um, I would love, I would love it if you could send us that footage and those photos. Yeah, I'll try, yeah. Would you, if it's on her phone, e- e- email it to uh, Ian, w- w- Ian.lee at bbc.co.uk. Well, I'll make sure Catherine gives you the email address before we let you go. Uh, OK. We would love to have a look at that, and um, let's see if we can find the little so-and-so. Yeah. How is she? Obviously, she's physically hurt. Um, yeah. I imagine she's going to be a bit in shock for a while, isn't she, as well? Yes, yeah, she was... Um, she, she sort of prodded on and I, she insisted on going back to work on Thursday so but she ended up leaving work early to go back to the hospital because she couldn't stand the pain any longer oh, because of the pain healers um, they've been very good at work yeah. and um, she's just reluctant to get back in the car again although we're having to try and push her because she needs um, to get in as soon as possible she needs she? to get back in it yeah. the longer it goes on the worse it's going to be a f- a few, yeah. the first few journeys will be pretty nerve wracking but she'll, she'll yeah. get it and um, we've actually seen the guys drive up our road because our road is a cut through to the fields at the back. So we well, phoned the police about three times yesterday to yeah. try and catch them, but it, they've got to be in the right place at the right time. Tracy, stand the line. I'm going to put you through back through to Catherine and um, okay. s- send us that video. And um, I, I don't know what the legal ramifications are, but if we can, we'll put it on the Facebook page and we'll tweet it. Um, Catherine, just make sure she's got an email address uh, and we've got her email address and her phone number. And uh, I wish uh, your daughter the very best of luck. It's funny, isn't it? How, how, how did she recognise it? Well, his face was really close to her. Yeah, I suppose so. Uh, having an experience like that to, as a 41-year-old man would scare the life out of me. But to a 20-year-old, when you've only been driving a year, 18 months, 
Oh, man. Thank you, Tracy. We'll follow this up. David's in High Wycombe. Morning, David. Good morning. I spoke to you a few weeks ago about this, Ian. Oh, yeah, go on. Um, my, we was out racking the weekend with my two young kids at the local at the local track where we're members, and I sold two bikes recently, two two young guys, one in Reading and one in Slough, and they were going to ride them in the woods, in the fields. I said to him, why don't you join a local club? And he got no interest. It, you know, it, it takes time and money to transport the bike to a club, joining the club, race fee for the club on the day, and it's too expensive for them, so maybe the council could, could help. There's a lot of land around that doesn't ever seem to get built upon, I'm sure the council could could help somewhere to get these kids off, and you know some of them are probably quite good riders. Probably could make a career out of it. But so like you so, things, you sold it? a couple of bikes to some dodge pots that were going to use it for naughty things. Yeah, so one of them said the other one didn't say anything, but from the looks of them, I could imagine they weren't going to go to the local motocross track. Do you not have a responsibility selling these the, these bikes to um not sell them to idiots? Uh, no. Could you vet someone that you sell a car to? Uh, if he doesn't want to have tax and insurance on it, you couldn't, could you? So it's not my responsibility, no. Oh, you just reminded me my tax ran out at the end of February. Thank you. <laughs> I've, got, I've got to do that to add a warning letter. Thank you. Um, I suppose not. So it's if not they, mine, I don't think. You don't think it's yours at all? I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I'm not, I'm, not ju- I'm not judging you in the slightest, David. I'm no, just trying no. to think it out loud. I just think it'd be nice if the council would help, you know. They, they put BMX tracks in because loads of kids like BMXs and skateboards now. And, and there is just so much land. And there is a lot of kids that like riding bikes. I'm not saying it's the right thing to do because it's not. I would never do it. And I, I, I did I did do it occasionally. Yeah. And we, we got caught a couple of times. And when they said they were going to impound the bike and take it, that's just not what I wanted. So we then joined a club and I got my two youngsters into it that way, which is fantastic. But it does all cost money. And... There's not a lot of money around for these young kids to, to pay out for all of this, you know, so David, I, I can see why they do it. I appreciate your call. Thank you. I'm not having a go at David there. I don't know. I'm just thinking out loud. Does he have a responsibility to, to sell it responsibly? I mean, I don't know. He's right. You, you, you sell a car to someone, you don't know if they're going to go off and use it to, as, a, as a getaway car or something. I don't know. Oh, wait, Phil. Uh, thank you, Pat, for getting in touch all, uh, half an hour ago, because um, I think we've sparked something off here, and... Um, We'll see about getting that video. 08459 455 555. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the A5 towards Dunstable, there's been an accident at the Thorn Turning. John called to say that there's uh, been a five-car pile up there and the traffic's really bad. We've also heard from Mia saying it's really busy there too. In Lily, on the A505 westbound, there's a lane blocked by a breakdown between Lily Bottom and Mount Grace Road. And that's on the turning, so it's causing a few problems. And in Radlett, on the Watling Street, that's blocked in both directions by a bus fire between Park Road and the drive. The emergency services are there at the moment. On the motorways, the M25 anti-clockwise has long queues between Junction 21A for St Albans and 14 for Heathrow Terminal 4 and the M1 southbound is stop-start between Junction 12 for Flittick and 7 for Hemel Hempstead. Having a look at the train departure boards, London, Midland, Southern and Virgin Trains West Coast are all reporting possible delays because of a signalling problem as between Milton Keynes Central and Waterford Junction. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. 
8.16. It is uh, Monday the 23rd of March. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The Health Union Unison says staff at Bedford Hospital are right to be concerned about unqualified assistants carrying out medical procedures. Officers at Bedford Prison have discovered a remote-controlled drone carrying a package over the wall. And after complaints from his neighbours, a man from Dunstable is denying he's too lazy to take down his Christmas lights. BBC Three Counties Radio. Smith. Good morning. You've got a jacket on. Yeah, it's a bit cold. No, it's not. OK, I'm going to get bacon sandwiches straight after this. Oh, <laughs> that is very cold. Hey, Kells, Kells, Catherine, JVS is going to get us bacon sandwiches, he just said. Are you? Straight after this, he just said he's going to go and get bacon sandwiches. Oh, I don't really like bacon sandwiches anymore. Do you want a sausage roll? Sausage uh, uh, roll in a bap? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kells? Uh, bacon's fine. I'll have. Uh, do you know what? Can I get a fried egg roll, please? That'd be brilliant. Thank oh, you. Oh, thanks, James. It's not, it's not quite. Thank quite, you, mate. Appreciate quite, it. But much nice. appreciate. Much muchos appreciatos. I think they say in Mexico. Mexico. So uh, thank you. That's very kind. Uh, do you want any money? No, that is very, very kind of you. Thank you very much. You just made the the the, the hands patting down gesture. Say no, no, no. I'll get this. So thank you, mate. Beautiful. Great start to the day. What's on your show this morning? Keep it quick because we're all a bit peckish here. On the big phone in this morning, I I love the Christmas light story. It won't it won't surprise you to learn that you knew I'd love this, did you? I, I, do, yes. I love it. Coming up at nine this morning, should the Franklins take their Christmas lights down? As we've been hearing this morning, a family in Dunstable have reached and uh, have received an anonymous letter calling them Pikeys because they still have their Christmas lights up. Kevin Franklin recently had a stroke and a heart attack, and he says he's unable to take down the decorations. But we've also learnt he didn't actually put them up in the first place. A friend did. And his wife says they may even now put up more lights because of all this. The pictures of the Franklin's council house have been shared on our Facebook page tens of thousands of times. Well, from nine this morning, I would love your reaction to this. Should the Franklin's take their Christmas lights down? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Oh, we spoke to Kevin, and yeah, his his friend is gonna is gonna put more lights up in April. I know, just to uh, antagonise. The Facebook page is misleading. We, we we now have a clearer picture of the story, and and there's 116 comments on there. The majority of them saying, "Oh, leave him alone. He's not well." Well. That's because it's worded. Kevin Franklin recently had a stroke and a heart attack, which means he's unable to take down the decorations. Turns out the health aspect of it is nothing to do with the story. Because you say he had the stroke in November, the lights were put up after that by a friend. By a friend. Yeah. So the friend and he could take them down. He wants to keep them up so he doesn't have to take them, put them up again next year. Well, maybe there's some logic in that. From nine this morning, I'd love your reaction. Should the Franklins take their Christmas lights down? 08459455555. In football, most things can change. Luton Town have confirmed that their Kenilworth Road ground is to be renamed. But one thing that doesn't is our coverage of your local team. Tomorrow night, we're at the Prostate Cancer UK Stadium. Where? Kenilworth Road to you and me as Luton take on Wickham. And now a chance for Lawless! Alex Lawless drives it in! We'll have all the build-up and then full commentary on another important game at the top of the table. Fred gets up, well, header, goal! Wickham back in the... What do you do with his second goal? Completely unmarked. Luton versus Wickham in Three Counties Sport. Tomorrow night from 7, here on BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, more of your calls in a bit, by the way. We're getting loads of calls about, um, I think, predominantly about the, the, the motorbikes, are yeah, we? Yeah, we're getting that. Loads of near misses. One instance where a guy had the motorbike drive past him on the pavement oh. and wow. pointed to a police car... To 
to say, are you going to sort these guys out? And apparently they ignored it. Well, we need to send uh, Justin down there. It's either today or tomorrow, don't we? We need to work out when they're doing it the most. Yeah, That's okay. the problem. OK, we'll, 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 we'll come to that. We'll read those texts and uh, get those phone calls in a second. But before, uh, the BBC has learnt that medical procedures are being carried out in hospitals and care homes by untrained and unqualified staff. As part of a special investigation, NHS workers from 10 hospitals in the region, including Bedford, have contacted the BBC voicing their concerns. NHS staff say that healthcare assistants are being left to insert needles, dress wounds and take blood without being properly trained. Well, Jan Hansen set up the Cure the NHS in Bedfordshire following the death, death of his mum at Bedford Hospital, which he says fell at the hands of uh, untrained assistants. Uh, Jan, what, what happened in the case of your mother? Morning. Morning. Um, well, yeah, she was basically taken into Bedford Hospital um, in December 2008. She, her stay there was over a 13-week period, and... I, st- I began logging right from day one, actually, because the first time I visited, I noticed serious mistakes with the care, and it, it boiled down to forgetting to feed my late mother. Um, and I noticed over this 13-week period, one thing after the other, and as I have it all on record, and when I look at these records, I can't believe how many mistakes were made. And what I realised after a very short time was there seemed to be a very serious lack of management on that ward. And it seems the information I'm getting that this uh, situation is still there. It's been, the, the wards are being very poorly managed. Um, a lot of the chores or very important uh, jobs are being uh, left at the hands of healthcare assistants, and they are under so much pressure because they feel as though they haven't been properly trained. So the whole thing is, well, in a serious state at the moment. And um, I don't know if this new care certificate that they're bringing in in April is going to make an awful lot of difference if the management uh, standards are not going to be raised to a, a very, a, well, a much higher standard. Um, it, Bedford Hospital, in your instance, say that they uh, they have improved things since the, the sad case of uh, your mother and that they're happy to show you how things have improved. Uh, I'm guessing when you hear a story like this, you're not totally convinced by that. Well, sadly, um, just over two years ago, my late brother, um, he he was taken, rushed into Bedford Hospital, exactly the same ward, actually. And um, I was shocked to see, despite being assured that lessons had been learned in 2009, I saw the same standards of care in that ward. And luckily he was taken to, well, he, he, he left the hospital, um, then he was rushed into hospital again, ended up in Addenbrooke, and the care was unbelievably so much better um that's when i realized my god it's it's a lottery and unfortunately in bedford the information i'm getting is that uh, you know we're right at the bottom of the table when it comes to standards for, for health care yeah what needs to be done is it is it simply a case of throwing more money at it I, I think no. I think I think to be honest. Um, I mean, obviously, I haven't got I haven't got the, the full set of accounts of the NHS, but they're, they're throwing an awful lot of money at it. To me, I think one of the main things they have to bring in urgently is a total duty of candour across the whole of the healthcare system, so that people who work within the system are completely accountable for their actions. And what I've found that most of the people I'm speaking to that work within the system, they haven't got a problem with that because then everybody knows exactly where they stand within the system. Jan, um, always good to talk to you. I'm sorry that, you know, the, 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 the thing that connects us is the sad loss of your mum, but I appreciate your time. Jan Hansen, who set up Cure the NHS in Bedfordshire. 08459 555 BBC Three Counties Radio. 
more and more of your calls coming in about the uh, the dirt bikes in uh, Houghton Regis. We'll get to those maybe after half past eight, I think. But before that, police are investigating what may have been an attempt to use a miniature aircraft to smuggle contraband into Bedford Prison. According to the prison service, guards intercepted a package on the 6th of March. In a statement, they warned that any prisoner caught uh, or suspected of being involved faces prosecution and a further sentence, closed visits up to 42 days, added to their time in prison and uh, a good sound thrashing. I made that last one up. Local shopkeeper Ferret Erdogan believes he saw what happened that day. Morning, Ferret. Morning. What, 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 how close are you to the prison and what did you see? Well, uh, my shop is just behind the Bethel prison, and uh, what it is, I went onto the, I went outside my shop just to look around, and I saw two uh, men, what seemed to be like a drone, uh, one of those remote control drones, and one of them seemed to be looking at like a monitor, and one was, I think, controlling it. And uh, this was just outside behind the Bethel prison on, in the middle of the road, like in the middle of the traffic lights. And uh, that must have struck you as quite odd, although these drones are becoming more and more common, aren't they? They are becoming more and more common. I am in, I'm, I myself into a bit of RC flying aeroplanes and helicopters. I beg your pardon? I'm, I'm myself, I'm myself, I'm into flying uh, remote control oh, airplanes. Oh, RC, I, I yes. thought you were being RC, rude. I'm RC. so sorry. I thought no, you just no, did no, it with, no, a, with an attitude. Right, OK. I'll no, 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 I, yeah. <laughs> no, and what I found strange was it, where they were flying it, uh, it was in the middle of a busy road. Uh, you, wouldn't wanna, you wouldn't expect to see something like that there. You'd, want, you'd probably see something that, like that in the uh, upper field or something. Yeah. And, but, uh, did, yeah. Did, I mean, did it just looked like a normal drone. Did it look like it was, it, it was you know, there was a package underneath it containing... I don't know what what would they be sending over drugs a phone a gun I don't know <laughs> Um, at the time when I saw it, I don't think there was anything on it. Well, I think they, it, it looked like they were testing it, to be fair. At the right. time when I did see it, it looked like they were testing it because what they did is they literally went up, they put it on the ground, they took off with it, they went all the way up quite high, they brought it down again and then went up again and I just found, I found that strange as yeah. well. They will not seem to be flying it. They were, it seemed like they were testing something. Why are you into this um, this, this RC flying, Ferret? What's, what's the buzz? I just... I, it's, 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 I think it's the... The idea of a miniature flying object where, you know, to be a pilot is a more of yeah. a, you know, high-skilled, expensive situation where this is like, it's like your childhood dream of flying a plane, I guess. It's just, you enjoy it. How high, can you, how high can you try? How, how far up do these things go? I think they can go up to as much as 500 feet. Flipping Some heck. are, yes, and there are uh, models that are more professional, that are used for filming. They can go up even higher. I was going to say, do you, do you attach a camera to yours? Um, yes, you, the most drones or helicopters or airplanes, you can attach cameras yeah. to it and you can remotely do the uh, live whilst you're flying it. Wow. Yes. It does sound... Yeah. Like, Ferret, listen, I appreciate uh, your, your telling us about the, uh, the prison incident and also your expertise on drones. I've often uh, looked at these drones because you get these... These rubbish little flying helicopter things that fly around the house and they just keep getting bashed up. They're rubbish. But a drone... Because I always wanted to model aeroplane as a kid and it was never allowed one because they are way too expensive and rubbish because they've got to take them off and land them. Yeah. Whereas this is just up and down, isn't it? I know, but and I quite fancy one as well, but I was rubbish with the scale electric, so I think I'll probably lose it on day one. You're adding a third dimension. Yeah. Or is it a fourth dimension? Let's say it's the fifth. You're adding a fifth, fifth dimension, dimension to it, which is just going to be absolutely terrifying. 
81333 is the text number. Start your text 3CR. You can give us a call 08459 455555. We'll hear from Dealey in a bit. We're also talking tattoo removal. Pocket money to the kids. £14 a week is the average. Flip it, heck. Uh, and also dirt bikes in Houghton Regis. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Milton Keynes, standing way has been partially blocked by an accident between the Bleak Hall roundabout and the Coffee Hall roundabout, and that's causing queues from Exmoor Gate. In Tilsworth, the A5 southbound is blocked by an accident involving a car, a van and a lorry between Dunstable Road and Thorn Road. That's callers calling to say that it's really busy there. In Lily, on the A505 westbound, there's a lane blocked between Lily Bottom and Mount Grace Road because of a breakdown. And in Radlett, on the Watling Street, that's been blocked by a bus fire between Park Road and the drive and the emergency services are there, so that's causing delays. On the motorway, the M25 anti-clockwise has long delays between Junction 21A for St Albans and 14 for Heathrow Terminal 4. And on the trains, London Midlands, Southern and Virgin Trains West Coast have delays between Milton Keynes Central and Watford Junction because of a signalling problem. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. I'm Lee Agnew. The headlines, the health union Unison says staff at Bedford Hospital are right to be concerned about unqualified assistants carrying out medical procedures. Workers at 10 hospitals have told the BBC they're carrying out tasks they're not trained to do. A remote-controlled drone carrying a package has been found by staff at Bedford Prison. It's believed it was being used to smuggle things into the jail. And a man from Dunstable is denying he's too lazy to take down his Christmas lights. Kevin Franklin has received an abusive letter about his display from an anonymous neighbour. The weather this morning, frosty at first, turning cloudy with the chance of rain by this evening. Top temperatures around 11 degrees Celsius, 52 degrees Fahrenheit. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Stevenage manager Graham Wesley says an incident involving his skipper Ronnie Henry and Dagenham's Joss Labadie on Saturday is now a police matter. Labadie's been accused of biting Henry during the Daggers win over the Borough in League Two. You don't go on a football pitch expecting to lose your finger and uh, Ronnie was horrified by what had gone on. It's a, you know, it's a football match and you know, he's, he's nearly lost his finger. You know, that's, I think, what led to the scene at the end when there was some, you know, clearly some nastiness going on. Watford lost top spot in the championship as they were beaten 1-0 by Ipswich. MK Dons are now four points from an automatic promotion position in League One after their win against Notts County. Chelsea have gone six points clear at the top of the premiership table. Meanwhile, Brendan Rodgers has refused to criticise Steven Gerrard despite being sent off just 38 seconds after coming on the pitch for Liverpool. He's a wonderful captain and he's come on and, and hoping that he could influence the game. Probably not the way he would have liked it to be. But as I said... The players continued the fight to get something from the game and uh, as it's the man that Stephen is, he, he's apologised and now we'll, we'll move on. In tennis, Novak Djokovic won his 50th title with a three-set win over Roger Federer in California. The world number one says he's worked extremely hard to get where he is today. I don't think uh, anything has been handed to me. I had to earn it, I had to fight for it and I thought that the hard work that I've done in the off-season, all the 
you know, of course, commitment to, to an everyday uh, routine that I have with my team has paid off uh, with these results. And uh, as I said, uh, it's a great start of the season. And hopefully I can use this confidence for the rest of the season. And that's BBC Three Counties News and Sport. We've more at nine o'clock. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties well, Radio. Busy show. Um, what have we talked? Well, no, no one's called in about the um, the pocket money, so we can put that to one side. We can rest that. No pocket money for any of you yes, today. Yes, naughty, naughty. You've not done your chores. Uh, what have we uh, been talking about? Tattoos and whether the NHS should be spending money on removing them. It doesn't do them as a matter of course, but the Daily Mail's got a story in saying that they've spent thousands... Must be true! ...in certain cases where it's um, adversely affecting people's lives. Dealey's taking that to the streets. We'll speak to him in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, what else have we had? Bikes in Houghton. Oh, yeah, bikes in Houghton Regis. The phones have gone bonkers. Uh, we've covered this story before... Um, you may remember that, that there were off-road bikes were kind of riding all over the place and interrupting cricket matches and things like that. Nicking the stumps on nicking, one. Nicking the stumps. One day. Nicking the stumps. Hey, bit like chum, bit chummy. And um, we spoke to the local MP, Andrew Salou, and that problem seemed to have got sorted out, but... But then again, the cricket's off at the moment, so how do we know it's sorted? Well, it got sorted. It was last August, as interim, yeah. right? So we'll find out if that continues. But we're hearing more and more stories, thanks to Pat, who called in, of um, just idiots riding to a breast on the road, popping wheelies, riding on the pavement, riding on the parks. We spoke to... I forgot the mother of the name. Was it Tracy? Tracy, yeah. So it's a Tracy, whose young daughter was uh, driving a car. The fella went smack into the side of the car busted up the wing, landed on the, the bonnet of the car, got up, got on the bike, popped a wheelie and rode off. And then two days later, a few days later, sorry, uh, she went to see her uh, local women's football team that she can't play for anymore because she's too injured. Same fella and his mates were riding across the pitch. We need to get uh, uh, Mr Salou on. Uh, we also need to send Justin there at some point. Uh, well, have we got any texts on this or shall I go straight We've to We've got the... loads, but i tell you what, you do these first and then All I'll right. have some texts. Adrian's on the line. Morning, Adrian. Morning, Ian. What you got for us? At the roundabout in Houghton Regis the other day, this child, I swear to put it, he's out of being a man, no one's a decency, goes around the wrong way around the roundabout. Thankfully, I knew his car and I was able to not hit him. As a motorist, if I'd have hit him, I'd have been responsible. And if they killed him, I couldn't have lived myself. Now, the other thing, you can't, your previous one was saying that um, he didn't feel as though he got responsibility for selling the bike. The bike has a VIN plate, it's legal, and therefore some has to be registered to somebody. If it doesn't, it's illegal, and therefore should be crushed. These people will injure somebody severely, whether it be an old person, a young kid, or even you walking out of your new studios in Dunstable. They're dangerous. Somebody will have a major, major accident. Hey, uh, Adrian, thank you very much indeed. We've already heard about one accident. Luckily, no one was was killed, but you know, a young woman shocked physically uh, and uh, messed up. It's interesting. We were speaking to, I think it was David earlier on, who sold a couple of bikes to um, a couple of people. One of whom said maybe they were joking uh, that they weren't going to, you know, ride in the normal place. They were just going to ride it on the pavement and stuff. Did he have a responsibility uh, when it came to selling that? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Caroline's on the line. Good morning, Caroline. Morning. What would you like to say? Um, I live a few doors down from one of the guys that rides one of these bikes. Oh. And um, my husband and I have complained so many times to the police. We've phoned them up, we've said they're on the bikes, we've said where they're going, um, and they do nothing, absolutely nothing, every time. Uh, I don't really know the rules of these bikes, so you can only ride these bikes... These well, this, off- the, the bike that's... Um, 
that I can see from my house. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't have a number plate. Okay. So, so um, that can only and it right... also has an, um, an illegal exhaust as well, so it's oh. really, really loud. Oh, one of those. You yeah, you can't miss it. And so, um, just to clarify, because I don't know a lot about these, uh, Catherine, I'm sure you do, that you can only ride these bikes on off-road tracks. That's the only legal place you can ride these. You can't ride them on roads. You have to take no. them, you have to drive them to dirt tracks and ride them there. That's my understanding, I don't okay. know. If, if there's any experts out there that can, that can fill me in. So you've called the police and, and, and they're doing nothing? No, nothing at all. They, they ride around the estate, they ride up and down the A5, they don't have helmets, they don't wear, you know, they wear fairly dark coloured hoodies. So you can't see them. I mean, when it was darker in the evenings, I was, dri- I was driving back along the A5 and one of the guys just overtook me on the outside. And it's a dark coloured bike. He's... You know, he's got dark clothes on, there's no lights, no number plate, nothing. He's so lucky he hasn't been killed. I mean, you know, it's... How old, how old is he? ...if he doesn't have an accident. How old is he, Caroline? Um, 30, 20, late 20s, 30. He, he lives, um... I mean, he, he, he lives in a house with his girlfriend. You know, he's not, he's not a kid. And the other three who live locally as well, they're all... Um, they're adults, they're not, you know, and they live in the house on their own, you know, it's their house, it's not, they don't live with parents, so they're not kids. And, you know, we've given addresses out to the police, we've said where they are, where they keep the bikes, and they do nothing. And, you know, it's like, what more can you do? <laughs> Caroline, thank you very much. Do you want a text? We should go round there. We need to film them. We should go round to his house. Let's have a word with Caroline after. We should go round to his house. Mm. Not, you know, to cause any trouble. Knock on the door, say hello, mate. What's going on? What are you doing? What are the rules on that for here at the BBC? There are some rules. Well, let's post them a letter then. There's no rules against posting it. Are there rules against posting a letter yeah. at the BBC? The BBC, you can write letters willy-nilly. Let's write them a letter with uh, our email address on, my email address on, yeah. your email address on. Oh, my, hang on a minute. My email address. Let's, let's write them a letter. Let's get the address from Caroline and write the, write, okay. send them a letter. All right. Do you want to talk to her now and, and I'll speak to John or...? Kelly can get her and I just want to read you this. Kelly, talk to Caroline, get her address and um, we'll, we'll, we'll speak to her um, uh, off there. Yes, uh, go on then. Hi, morning crew. There's a gang of motocross riders that blast up and down the busway. Maybe. The Luton's Dunstable busway. This is according oh. to bus driver Jay. Frightening joggers and people walking on the paths. The bikers don't wear crash helmets and there's loads of cameras along there, but nothing is ever done about it. Now we need to speak to Arriva. Oh, blimey. OK. OK, uh, uh, so we've got an offer here from a parking officer in the area. Give us the reg of the bike. I'll keep an eye out for it and call the police if I see it. Well, they don't have regs. That seems to be the problem. And this from Phil. I live in the Parkside Estate, Houghton Regis. Last year, I had three meetings with the council about nuisance bikers. Nothing was done. All they do is pay lip service. The bikers are at it every day. In the summer, they go on till 11 o'clock at night. The police do nothing. Just register a complaint. That's it. As usual, they wait for someone to get hurt or worse. Please keep my details. I would very much like to speak to the MP. Can you just, if you are in Houghton Regis and you are experiencing this all the time, just give us a rough time of when it might be a good time yeah. to, to come along there with, I don't know, cameras. Well, yes, yes. Um, John's in Dunstable. Morning, John. Good morning. What have you got for us, John? Well, uh, basically, I mean, uh, to, to carry on from what you're talking about, uh, I mean, uh, the, the lady before you said some of these are adults, but, uh, but a lot of them are, are teenagers. They're teenagers. They're riding two and three up on, a, on, a, on these scrambled bikes, and they're riding across the road, down the pathways, and this is in broad daylight. This is in broad daylight, as, as well as in the evening. It goes on and on and on. Um, in, 
going to say, uh, uh, in one, on one occasion, I was, going, I was driving down Windsor Drive, which is in Outreaches, and on the pathway coming towards me was this motorcycle or, or scrambled bike, no number plates, no crash helmet, nothing, with two up on it, going down a pathway where there was women with, with pushchairs, and behind me, behind me, was a police transit van with two officers in it. I deliberately slowed down and pointed to this motorcyclist coming down the road. They drove straight past him, didn't do anything, they weren't on an emergency call, they drove straight around to the Nisa shop in Parkside and parked up there. And I thought, well, that sums it up. The Bedfordshire Police have also got a site on, on, on Facebook. I actually put it on there. I've had no response from the police whatsoever. So the they police, are, the, John, sorry to the police saw the, the, these these people on bikes and uh, they didn't do anything. Exactly. I deliberately slowed down to make, them, to make the police vehicle slow down behind me. I suppose, let me play devil's advocate for a second, what could they have done? Because if they'd have got out or yep. tried to follow them in the car, then the, the bikes would have just peeled off, wouldn't they? Exactly, exactly. But, I mean, we've had... I mean, this is an ongoing problem. It's not a new problem. Mm. I mean, the, the Bedfordshire Police actually had police on scramble bikes at one time yeah. following them and catching them. But now, I mean, the, the, the police it, it treat you with apathy now. They don't even bother, as, as someone else has said. You can phone up the police. The, uh, the police in our regions are endangered species. You can't... They are, are so undercover, you can't see them. Right? If you phone up the police, as the person says... They, they haven't got the, the, the facilities, whatever. But I noticed that they, the Luton Borough Council have increased the council tax already, although it's not been voted on, to, for the police. I suggest instead of contacting Mr. Uh, the, the MP, contact Mr. Martins and ask him what he's doing about it, because he's the head, so-called head of the police force, not, not the MP. But nothing's being done well, about it. Well, he's not. It. You want to speak to Colette. That's the that's the head of the police force. Well, then let's let's let's. Okay. Well, uh, John, listen. I appreciate your call. Thank you. And um, what we need to do is we need to get all of these little bits and pieces. Yeah. Uh, him telling us about John telling us about the police seeing the the cars and doing nothing and all of this, and then get a nice little package and we play it to uh, uh, Andrew Salute the MP and we play it to Colette Paul as well. I'm sure Colette will come, Colette wouldn't want to not come on and. Uh, discuss this, I'm sure, and let, and let uh, the people that she represents uh, let them know exactly what she's doing to make sure that this is stopped. Yeah. Because it's, un it's unfair to come on and say that the, the police in Houghton Regis are a, an endangered species. I can't believe that's true for a second, John. So we'll let Colette come on and tell us what she's, uh, what she's doing to make sure that isn't the case. John, thank you very much. Let me go to Graham and we'll do some texts in a bit because we've got loads as well. Graham! Yeah. Graham in Dunstable, what have you got for us? Well, it's, it's everywhere. I mean, uh, where they go? They go over the chalk pits between Dunstable and Houghton Ridges, yeah. right? And I was talking to one of the rangers over there only uh, a week yesterday. Uh, I was talking to him, and he said one of his rangers, one of the female rangers, was set about. I mean, they actually assaulted her. Uh, for telling them about riding over there because they're not allowed to. Oh, what? So she had a, a word with them, said, Oi, lads, stop it, and, and they what? gave her grief. Yeah. Serious. And that, I mean, because it's patrolled by rangers because it's, uh, it's, a, it's like a nature reserve. Yeah. It's, um, you know, they're sort of orchids and things like that. And uh, they actually set about her. 
When you say set about her, did they give her a tongue lashing or were, were there fisticuffs? Oh, no, I'm, I'm talking about fisticuffs. Oh, blimey. You know, it's just getting out of hand. I mean, they they drive up and down my road, you know, as if they haven't got a care on the world. And it doesn't really matter whether what side of the road they're on. And if they're not on the road, they're on the... Graham, listen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you go because I've got to do some business this end. But thank you very much indeed. We'll definitely... Um, pursue this if you know any more about this um 08459 455555 you can send us a, a text as well if you want 81333 start your text 3cr or if you're a little bit nervous about coming on then you can send me an email ian.lee iain.lwe at bbc.co.uk it's three counties radio let's get the travel travel news for beds hearts and bugs bbc three counties radio in Milton Keynes, the A421 is partially blocked between the Bleak Hall roundabout and the Coffee Hall roundabout. It's causing delays from Exmoor Gate and that's because of an accident. In Tillsworth, the A5 southbound is blocked by an accident between a lorry, a car and a van at Dunstable Road. And that's at the turning for Thorn Road, so heading towards Dunstable there are long delays. In Lily, on the A505 westbound, there's a lane blocked between Lily Bottom and Mount Grace Road. And in Radlett, on the High Street, at the Watling Street, sorry, that's been blocked in both directions by a bus fire between Park Road and the Drive. On the motorways, the M25 anti-clockwise has severe delays between Junction 20 for Kings Langley and 40 for Heathrow Terminal 4 and it's slow on the A1M southbound between Junction 8 for Hitchin and 7 for Stevenage. On the trains, London Midlander reporting 10 and 15 minute delays between Milton Keynes Central and Watford Junction because of a signalling problem also affecting Southern and Virgin Trains West Coast. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. 8.45, Monday the 23rd of March. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The health union Unison says staff at Bedford Hospital are right to be concerned about unqualified assistants carrying out medical procedures. Officers at Bedford Prison have discovered a remote-controlled drone carrying a package over the wall. And after complaints from his neighbours, a man from Dunstable is denying he's too lazy to take down his Christmas lights. We'll get to uh, Justin in a bit. Before that, here's the weather with Sarah. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, we had some earlier bits and pieces of cloud around, but largely the bulk of that has cleared away now and we've got some sunshine across the three counties. We'll hang on to it through the rest of the morning into the early part of the afternoon, but then we've got a weather front moving towards us from the northwest, and that's going to introduce cloud. As we go through the evening, some light and patchy rain to come through. It's trying to pull off towards the southeast. It's pretty slow and it's invigorating all the time, but generally gone by breakfast tomorrow morning. Uh, we'll still keep some cloud to start the day tomorrow and then the weather front's going to hang out towards the east it won't affect us with any rain but we'll keep a hang back of cloud for a bit of uh, the middle part of the day tomorrow and then some showers to come in but the crucial thing is that tomorrow will be colder than today whereas today we're going to get temperatures up into double figures at uh, around 10 celsius typically this afternoon tomorrow the temperatures are going to be around seven degrees uh, with the risk of some showers in the afternoon it'll be drier and brighter after a misty or foggy start on wednesday morning uh, through the day on Wednesday but top temperature of just 7 Celsius and then turning a little bit milder towards the end of the week but it'll also be quite unsettled with quite a bit of cloud and some rain too. Yeah, nice. 
every weekday morning. Coming up at nine on the big phone in this morning, is it a good idea to make jobless teenagers work for their benefits? How would you like this country to stand up to President Putin? Are you surprised to see British people being blatantly racist? The JVS Show. I think we've got to get over this issue about racism doesn't exist. It, it has existed. It will probably carry on existing. What I wanted to say is they've got this completely the wrong way around. You know, that, that, that is also true. That is also true. You will always get some, but they are such a minority. Oh, the man's a buffoon. Get him up, get him out of bed, give him a sense of purpose. The JVS Show. Do you think we have got to, as a country, start taking this issue more seriously? Every weekday morning on BBC Three Counties Radio. Catherine, give us some texts, please. I know we've had loads, and uh, we'll, uh, 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 Mungo, Andrew, Dealey, stay there. I will come to you very, very shortly. I just want to get squeeze in a few texts. Okay, this one from Johnny in Bedford. Morning, Johnny. I was overtaken by at least ten of these idiots on bikes about a month ago. They were pulling wheelies as they went by me and also went straight over roundabouts with complete disregard for anyone else's safety on the road. That's from Johnny in Bedford. Um, also a comment about, uh, oh, uh, bringing the area down. You know, we were talking earlier on about the guy in uh, Dunstable. Who oh, the Christmas tree up. lights, yes. Yeah. Uh, the, the house lights, sorry. Yeah, yes. and, and we were talking about whether you have a responsibility to, to your neighbours to keep the outside of your house clear and yeah. uh, clean. Uh, Marie says, obviously Christmas is more controversial than a war memorial. It's funny to see the difference in opinion in people decorating their council houses. Maybe if this man who's defending his Christmas lights was as sweet as the lady who painted poppies on her fence, the Labours would be more forgiving. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, story we talked about a few weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, um, that there was... Uh, no, he, it, yes, OK, yeah, I'll leave it there. Yes. Yeah. You remember that story? I do remember it, yeah. Um, Mark in Bedford. My mate who lives at the end of my road left a fridge on his drive for about three weeks. I got my six-year-old to make a poster with his paint saying, Nice fridge, Kevin. His name is Kev. The fridge went in the next three days. <laughs> <laughs> Public shaming. Uh, on the subject of these motorbikes, Andrew's in Letchworth. Good morning, Andrew. Morning, Ian. How are we? Ah, uh, you know, up and down, up and down. What you got for us? Okay, look, in relation to the bikes, I mean, I've got a, a friend that's a police officer. We were moaning about the politically correct situation in the world, and we talked about this subject, and he said that the problem is if they don't have a helmet on, the police can't give chase in any way, shape or form, because if they fall off, it would be deemed that they fell off because the police were chasing No, I so really... Well, this is how crazy the world is, isn't it? Well, I don't... I, I, I'm not... Well, uh, listen, I'll take you at your word, Andrew, but I'm not convinced I believe that. If, so, if, so if a criminal... Hang on a minute. What if I um, have just um, uh, robbed a bank? I've got a million pounds in my bag. I jump on my motorbike, but I don't put my helmet on. They can't chase me. All they can do is sit way back and wait for you to come off. All right, I've murdered, I've murdered Catherine, and boy, oh boy, do I think about that too much. <laughs> I've murdered Catherine in the cold light of day. I jump on my motorbike and I toss my helmet askance. I've gone crazy, Andrew. The police yeah, can't chase me. You've murdered someone, so therefore the, the, the right to catch you it changes to a different category, doesn't it? I've got These one. People, as far as the police are concerned, it's a misdemeanour, isn't it? It's nothing too major. Right. therefore they can't use that much force. Here's this one. I've given Ian Lee a wicked Chinese burn, and I mean one of those ones oh. that really makes you cry, OK? <laughs> but I'm holding some scissors, and I'm holding them the wrong way. It's probably quite dangerous. If I'm legging it around with the scissors, I might come a cropper on them. The police can't touch me, can they? <laughs> Andrew, I, I think Catherine may is, maybe is mocking. Like, we'll, we'll put that Who's to a copper. There's like a pair of scissors in here now. I have, um, uh, I've given Catherine Boyle a dead arm, oh. and I'm running away from the scene. But I'm sucking on a lollipop. I'm not, and I'm not using my hand. 
It's just in my mouth, and I'm running. They can't chase me, because if I fall over, that's going to go right in the back of my throat. I've got another one. Yeah, go on. All right, I've given you a purple nurple. And run. I don't know what a purple nurple is, I'll Justin. I'll show you later on. I've got no idea, but it sounds interesting. It sounds fun, huh? I'm running away, but I'm also chewing chewing gum. If I swallow that, that's going to stick to my ribs. Yep, yep. No, okay. Touch me. Here's the thing, right? <laughs> I have um, uh, given Justin Dealey a noogie, okay? Now, I'm running away from the scene of the crime. Should be an easy catch, but it's yeah. not. I'm eating an apple. Oh. I'm eating an apple. It's got loads of pips in it as well. If I swallow one of those pips and the police catch me and I go to prison, at some point in my prison sentence, Justin, I'm going to sprout an apple tree. Yeah, true. Guys, Very true. we're in the wrong job. We should be arch criminals. Daily, stay there. I want to speak to Mungo. Morning, Mungo. Morning. Morning, Mungo. You're on a narrow boat. How narrow is that boat? It's about as narrow as my mind. Gosh. So, it basically, it's infinite. What would you like to say, Mungo? I just think the answer to this antisocial behaviour with these bikers and anything, really, is to put them in orange bungalows and get them cleaning up hedgerows and people's gardens and then make them pay a debt back to society for being such tow rags. And they can be caught. I'm sure these people have got neighbours who, who see them leaving the house on these manky old um, scooters and trials bikes. One phone call, and a community police officer can well, wait there. Well, but Mungo, we spoke to we spoke to one lady who does live next door to one of these um, these these uh, idiots, and she's yeah. called the police, and the police have done nothing. What does that t- that tell you? That the police aren't doing their job properly. Well, exactly. So then, what what are people supposed to do? Well, you vote. You, you vote you, when you when you pick, when you do your voting. And you decide who you're going to vote for. Well, try and vote for someone who's not a complete money-orientated fascist government, and get a government in that actually do something. Thank you, comrade. Thank you very much indeed. Well, Catherine and I uh, are going to uh, uh, possibly considering going round to this gentleman's house, Justin. There are rules yeah. and regulations. There are. There are rules and regulations. I want to say thank you again to Mungo for uh, 1970 in the summertime. Great hit. Oh, uh, many happy memories Come at uh, various barbecues to that record. Although I think the message, have a drink, have a drive, needs yes. revising. Absolutely. No, I'd certainly go along with that one. Yeah, yeah. Guys, can we just say, don't drink and drive. Don't uh, do it. It really just goes everywhere. I used to do that at discos at the end. i say, thanks for coming, guys. Here's the last song. Remember, don't drink and drive. What? Say, what are you talking about? I said, well, don't drink and drive. It's a great message. I never got the... You know, I haven't been to a disco for years. Come to one of mine. I never got the thing at the end when they had... They would play a slow song, right? Yep. And it got all political. They would talk about the election section. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't understand that. Why were they talking about encouraging people to vote by listening to Lionel Richie? I didn't get it. You need to ask Paul Scoyne's political boy. OK, I'll ask him about the election section of a, yeah. of a disco. Very, very strange. <laughs> Justin Dealey. <laughs> Tattoos being removed on the N H S. I was going to do that. Yeah. You just, you know, the have a gap there. The, a gap it was being dramatic. Yeah. The tattoos being removed on the N, on the H, on the S. You must be joking. I'm not joking. No. I'm serious. It's in the papers. You must be joking. I am not joking. <laughs> Honestly, mind the ice. That's <laughs> Behave yourself. Now, Dealey, you've taken this to the streets. I, yeah. I, I, you, you won't have found anybody who thinks this is a good idea. I'll tell you what, boss. This is a classic Vox here. Oh, with b- some great, up himself. With some great stories in there. More than 2,000 people since 2010 have had them removed on the NHS, which has cost us, the taxpayer, <laughs> £330 
£3,000. Sweet Lord. I've taken this to the streets to find out if people think it's right and also to find out what sort of tattoos people have got. Take a listen. Um, absolutely no way. If you get it done, that's fine. That's up to you and you should, you, you should take perspective. But when we're cutting um, children's services, old people's services, um, they, they're far more in need and um, a tattoo nowadays it doesn't represent an illness where old people needing help does. Talk to me about your tattoos. What have you got? I've got um, a love heart with true and love, true above the love heart and love written underneath it, and M in the love heart. Who's M? Uh, Mike, his name was. Where's Mike now? He lives in Bedford. So you're not with Mike anymore? No. Nope. Okay, so you've got a tattoo of Mike on your arm, but you're not with him. What about the other one? The other one's a dagger. It's got my name in it. And it's got his name as well in it. What do you think about tattoo removal on the NHS? Is that right? No, no, because you've, you've it's self-inflicted. You've done it yourself. So if you want them removed, you pay for it yourself. You what? I'm all good. You've got two tattoos. Tell us what you got. One on my chest, which is I love you, Mum, and then one on my back that says respect. One on your back that says respect. Madam, you know somebody who's had a tattoo removed. Yeah. What was the tattoo? Can you remember? I think it was a person's name. So an ex-boyfriend? Yeah, yeah. Wow. But it's uh, left there scarred and it's not nice. Should the NHS be paying for things like that? If somebody changes their mind or, or their relationship breaks down and they've got their boyfriend's, their ex-boyfriend's name on their arm? Well, I don't think so because personally it's your choice. You should make the right decisions before you go along. You know how once it's done, it's done. Nicole, how are you today? I'm fine, you? Yeah, you've got a tattoo. Is that, is that on, your, on your foot? OK. Tell us what that is. It's a love heart with the infinity sign. Any particular reason for, for that tattoo? I've got it with my best friend. So you hate tattoos, why? Because I think they're ugly, basically. What do you think about the fact that the NHS are spending money on tattoo removals? For those people who think, you know what, I don't quite like this, I want this removed. The NHS are paying for that. What do you think about that? I think it's quite good, to be honest with you. Because you hate tattoos? Yeah. And you don't want to see anybody with any tattoos? No. <laughs> oh, good call going for that one, Catherine, because I, I preferred the pocket money, but that was brilliant. That was brilliant, Justin. Just to clarify, mm, mm. on his back, yeah. was it respect or expect? <laughs> he said respect. respect. What's he, he expecting said, on his back? Respect. But uh, the classic there from that lady, unfortunately for her, and she admits they're terrible, two tattoos. Yeah. She was with Mike, and both those tattoos have got either M or Mike. That, 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 that was really true love, wasn't it? It was, no, yeah. But if she's going to be practical about it, there's plenty of Mike's out there. <laughs> it's a very common name, you know. So she might find a replacement Mike. Yeah, Mike, if we have got a, a Mike who's single and you're looking for love, I've got just the and person for common you women, to, then yeah. you, you are there. That was that fair play, Justin. Yeah. That was classic. That may even make this week's oh, podcast. That'll be wonderful. Just give me that five pounds. Mm, you've been on we'll, fire today. Yay, thank you very much indeed, my love. Uh, see you later. Take care. Cheers. That was good. Yeah, let's, let's slip that in the podcast. Unless, unless he comes up with something better. I do feel that we've peaked a bit for a Monday. Normally, this is kind of feels like a, a Wednesday show before we get all jaded. Let's throw a sickie tomorrow, then. <laughs> oh, mate. Oh, mate. Don't, don't tempt me like that. You've got a bit of a sniffle. I've got, I've got my glands are swollen. Glands, is that the right word? Glands. Oh, yeah. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio.
Milton Keynes on the A421 Standing Way, there's been an accident which is partially blocking the road between the Bleak Hall roundabout and the Coffee Hall roundabout, and it's causing delays from Exmoor Gate. In Tillsworth, the A5 southbound is still blocked by an accident between the car van and a lorry between Dunstable Road and Thorn Road, so that's heading into Dunstable. There are very long delays. Myra and John called to say that it's really, really busy. In Lily, on the A505 westbound, there's a lane blocked by a breakdown between Lily Bottom and Mount Grace Road. And in Radlett, on the High Street, that's partially blocked between Park Road and the drive because of a bus fire. Emergency services are there at the moment. On the M25 anti-clockwise, there are severe delays between Junction 20 for Kings Langley and 14 for the Haysboro Terminal 4. And the M40 northbound is very slow between the Denham roundabouts and the M25. There are delays on London Midlands, Southern and Virgin trains because of a signal failure. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Samantha, thank you very much. Hey, thank you for all of your calls. Lots of great calls. Thank you, Pat, for uh, kicking off with Houghton Regis. We will uh, look into that more. Until tomorrow at six from all of us, ta-ta. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JBS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Monday, it's nine o'clock. And on today's big phone-in, should the Franklins take their Christmas lights down? As we've been hearing this morning, a family in Dunstable 